I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey and welcome to another episode of All The Small Games, a podcast all about the last month in indie games with your good hosts, me, Andrew Levins. And me, Jonathan Valenzuela. Uh, John, crazy show for you tonight. It's for you only. <laughs> right. Sorry, listeners. Um, please be I, bored by what follows. I, I dedicate the next two to three hours oh, to God. my good friend, John Valenzuela. It's, it's a big show. It's, it really is. It's been an insane month. It has. Uh, Switch is coming into its own. I th- yeah, it's it, just, well, it has been for the last couple of months to a year. Yeah, it's just been this year in particular, this month in particular, just uh, an onslaught of of not just like new releases, but also like future releases announced. Yeah, Nintendo did th- two showcases that were yeah. going to go through all of the games that were announced, and, relatively uh, close together as well. Both like of them, both of them, weeks. surprises as yeah. well. And then, like, just as like they announced the second one. Immediately after the first one surprised everyone, and it was just like, oh, like there, there's, there's an almost like anti indie game backlash just from people that want, understandably, oh, yeah. more news from first party Nintendo, um, and so for them to just be like, we're doing another direct next week, and it's also about n- indies. <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm all for it. They, they could do one of these a week, yeah, and, I, and I'd be is, very happy. This is definitely the podcast where that is great news for us. And both times, I was like, "Oh, cool! I, I, you know, I know vaguely which games we're due to have news from, or which studios I expect will have news uh, read their games soon." Mm-hmm. And both of them, I was complete. Like, I made a bunch of predictions for the one that aired this week, and yeah. I just, I got one out of like 13 predictions yeah. correct. Um, it's it's insane just how many new announcements are coming out of these uh, these videos. True, true. And I think because you have those ex- expectations, like I'm still I still have no fucking idea what's happening with the um, King of Cards uh, update from Shovel Knight. Sure, that's which I thought for sure we would have figured like found out through one of the directs. And that's the last one from Shovel Knight, right? No, they actually announced this week. They announced that they're doing an, a multiplayer mode as well i just i feel for them because they've been working on that game but like for, for so long now they put so much love into it oh of course yeah like it's that's why it's an incredible game but i just it's one of those things where it's like i want to see what they do next but like you know I, I go in with these expectations and there is that slight disappointment but also like i'm I, the thing the video is finished i'm like actually i just figured, found out like you know 15 new games that i didn't even know yeah. existed that now i'm excited to play and that's the thing i i i don't like to play the prediction games for those showcases just because it means whatever I watch, I'm like, oh shit, that's awesome! Like, I know I like playing prediction game just because like it's fun to be wrong and yeah. just to, and also <laughs> and it's but, awesome to be right. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we're going to be going through both of those showcase videos later in the episode. Um, but and then after that, we're going to go through all of the games that we've been playing this month. Um, I had to like trim my list because there 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 has just been just an influx of uh, of great indies. Um, some of which I didn't play on my Switch, which is a rarity. <gasps> Gasp. Uh, so we're going to be hearing from hearing our reports on, I don't even name a few games, Donut County, Iconoclast, Blade, Strangers, Dead Cells, um, Caro Blaster. What else have I been playing? The Messenger. The Messenger, yeah. Which uh, comes out uh, the moment this goes up, I think. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to be boring the crap out of you, talking about Sultan Sanctuary. No, I, I can't wait to hear about this. And, yeah. and Prison Architect... Uh, Darkside Detective and into we'll, the breach. We'll get into yeah. Shadow dropped in one of the um, the the Nindy directs, which was big excitement. Yeah, so um, heaps of reviews of new games coming up very very soon. But let's go through the even newer games yeah. that were announced in the Ninten- Nintendo Nindy showcases, uh, and uh, because we'll start with the one that aired week before last. Well, last week, I guess. Yeah, the 20th of August was the this one. That was the, uh, f- the first one, right? Yeah. and it was an I it- think that was the game... Like, one of them was... The, the first one was for Gamescom, and the second one was just our summer showcase. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the first one was on N- Nintendo UK's um, ah, right, channel. Ah, right, right. Um, and was uh, hosted by a British woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about her. She just was the, yeah. the, the apparent host of the Nintendo Miss, showcase. Mrs. Woman is a famous host in Britain. <laughs> Um, Madam Nintendo. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so let's go through the. I think it's sixteen games that went that were announced, or or we got updates on uh, yeah. in this video. The first was Night Call. Um, oh yeah, that's the. Is that the? Um, that's the taxi driving game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you play a cab driver in Paris. Yeah. Um, and you are basically helping like a police investigation and trying to find serial killers who is terrorizing the city, and you've also got to try and like make money. To like, to to live as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a, they they showed this one during the PC showcase during E3. Yep. Um, and I found it interesting because it was one of like two games based on driving a cab and talking to That's people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because there was like a future one as well. Um, yeah, from what I remember, like cool art style, like very noir sort of. Sort yeah, of thing, not but... my kind of game, but it looks really well made. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's made by Black Muffin Studio and published by Raw Fury, who do a, lo- a lot of oh, great yeah, indie Raw games. Fu- Raw Fury's familiar. One of, one of the one of the good guys. Um, so yeah, it's Night Call. I probably won't be. Uh, 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 maybe, I'll, who knows? I'll see what I think when it comes out. Monst- I'm not. I'm not frothing for it, but I am frothing for Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. <laughs> yep, that does look very very good. So Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom is a sequel. A spiritual successor to Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, that was a Master System game, uh, the Sega Master System uh, mm-hmm. in the very early '90s, maybe even early, late '80s, um, and it got remastered last year. One of the Switch launch games was uh, a remaster of Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap um, by the same team who are about to do Streets of Rage Four. Yeah, but this is an entirely different team doing Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, the spiritual successor to the original Master System game. Um, should should Sega release a console called Remaster System? I love it. Where it's just remasters of all our old games. They've got enough of them. Yeah. Um, this is developed by the game Atelier, um, and pu- it's going to be published by FDG Entertainment. It looks unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like, beautiful cartoon like, yeah. animation. Really vivid. And uh, one of my, you know, even though it was a beautiful game to play the Monster Boy and the Dragon's Trap, sorry, Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap, um, it was very limited in that while it looks like a brand new game, all of the gameplay was very much playing a 
pretty primitive yeah. uh, platformer. This looks to be like a modern platformer in every sense of the word. Yeah. Heaps of weird transformations and the ability to transform to all these different animals. So there is like a uh, like a puzzle element to it where yeah. you have to utilize the skills that each animal you can possess uh, can has. Yeah. There's, a, there's a small hole and you can metamorphose into a snake. Yeah, so and you snake through the hole, and, and then there's like a, like, a, like a frog with like a grappling hook tongue, yeah. and like shit like that. It looks super fun and very beautiful um, animation. And yeah, yeah, I'm really on board for that. Do did you have you noted down release windows or release dates for this? Uh, so Nightcall is early 2019. Okay, and um, it's vague. Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom is November 6 this year. Dope. Very exciting. Um, coming even sooner than that is a game that I'd never even heard of and was one of the highlights of the video. It's called The Gardens Between. Yes! That's actually... that's um, It's in the coming soon section of the e-store now, the e-shop. Yep, great. Um, it's uh, developed and published by the Voxel agents. Yeah, really excited for that one. Uh, I saw it at PAX last year. Right. PAX in Seattle. Um, just looks great. It's like a, it's almost a, a, kind of a puzzle game involving time travel elements to it. You 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 play as two characters that are trying to traverse these like odd dreamlike islands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the Gardens Between. I think these guys are Australian devs. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, maybe not. Train Conductor World is their last game, and apparently that was worked on by Australians. <laughs> Train, train Conductor World. Yeah, it's so funny. They've gone from uh, Train Conductor, Train Conductor 2, USA. Whoa. Puzzle Retreat, Train <laughs> Conductor World, and now The Gardens Between, which is a, uh, uh, a an adventure puzzle game yeah. about yeah. friendship, what it means to grow up, what must be let go, and what should never be left behind. And it has... I'm, uh, I'm sold. Very vivid um, and, and cute. Uh, it's still like 3D kind of polygonal, but almost kind of looks like a, yeah. like a, like a children's book. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that, look, that looks really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. That's super excited for that one. So sign me up for that one. Uh, on September 20, that one comes out. Yes. Uh, Tiny Build is putting out a new game called Streets of Rogue. Um, oh, yeah. Which is like a four-player co-op um, game. Um, it looks fun. Yeah. It's like a, it, you know. What, it, else, what else has Tiny Build done? I know they've done some great stuff. You're making me Google on the spot. I love it. Uh, Tiny Bill Games, Hello Neighbor, Cluster, <gasps> Cluster Truck. That's right. Yeah, Hello Neighbor. And Cluster mm. Truck, both of which we okay. talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Punch Club is one of those games. Yeah, Punch Club's great. Okay, sweet. I uh, play that on iOS. It's really fun. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, that's coming out in winter 2018. So, when's that next, like, early early next year? Oh, yeah, from December onwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bad North was one of the uh, many yeah. games that was shadow dropped during Hell this. Yes. This is a Raw Fury game, um, and it's a, uh, a real time strategy game uh, that has been apparently described as a very calm and peaceful uh, real time <laughs> strategy game, which is okay. not not something that you hear to, descri- to describe games it's, like that. Especially since it's about like protecting islands from invaders. Yeah, so it's like a real time tactics roguelite, which is yeah. just like you know, just grab a bunch of genre names that are hot right now and. Uh, <laughs> They're just they're rolling dice at these developers now that have like genres on them. But yeah, it's like a, you're, you're it's a Viking game. You control like horde, your horde of Vikings yeah. and uh, try and take over new islands and you know defend yourself. It's it- definitely it's something that I want to play. It's just with so much other stuff coming out at the moment, there are so many hours in the day. Yeah, it looks good. This is definitely one that I will be checking out at some point. Maybe when there's a, a sale on in the in the store. Mm. Uh, Moonlighter is a new game coming in autumn. Oh yeah, that's the. Um, 
You play as a shopkeeper who raids dungeons at night to pick up stuff to sell. That's right. Yep. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, that's coming out um, May 29 next year uh, for PS4, Xbox One, PC. But it's coming out in autumn this year. Wait. Oh, wait. So, my bad. Fuck. It, it, it's already out everywhere. <laughs> yes. It's just coming out to yeah. Switch uh, later on this year. Okay. Not May 29? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Uh, oh, it ga- came out on May 20. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Speaking of games that have been out on every other console... Um, we are getting the, this War of Mine on Switch in November this year. Yeah, that's a that's a real depressing yes, time. I've played this one on my Mac. Yeah. Um, have you played think? it before? Yeah. It's good. It's uh, grim. Oh, real bleak. <laughs> uh, so this is like a game that shows you what it's like to just be someone, like a regular person living in a war zone. Yeah, I think it's specifically like Sarajevo. Right. Like it's one of the Balkan conflicts, but it's just... It it breaks me whenever I play it because yeah. it's always like you. Everyone in your house will die unless you stick a gun in this person's face, and they're cowering in front of you. And I'm like, oh, this is just making me feel so bad. Yeah, you might have to go rob your elderly neighbors who might die because you steal all their shit. But yeah. you know, you've got to do it, or else your you children survive. will die. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's still a great game. Yeah, it's a it's a very bleak. I want to. It's it's still an adventure game, but yeah. adventure suggests fun. It's not fun at <laughs> all. <laughs> it's a moral adventure game. Um, Children of Mortar. Um, oh yeah, this looks really cool. Actually, from Eleven Bit Studios. Um, uh, the video didn't really give away much about it, but from what I can tell, because I think this featured during the Xbox keynote at E3. Right. Um, you. You're essentially like this family that's been tasked with protecting a mountain. I can't remember if it's like there are caves in the mountain and there's bad stuff in the caves that you kind of have to stop from getting out. But I think it's one of those games where like there's a dynasty element to it. Like uh, your character dies, but it leaves kids that grow up and have their own kids. Oh, cool. That kind of thing. I think that's the, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's been described as a Diablo meets pixel art RPG by IGN in the past. Cool. Okay. Um, so if, if this manages to come out, it's coming in early in 2019. I don't know. I don't know when Diablo three is coming out to switch, but if this, this beats it, maybe to play this instead, I don't know. The pixel art looks fucking unreal. Yeah. Beautiful looking game. Um, Everspace is uh, a game that's been out uh, since last year on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's a uh, like a roguelite space, space shooter, space exploration shooter. Uh, Sam, not my thing. Nope, neither. Cool. Next, <laughs> people like it though. It's for, out through Rockfish. Sorry, space fans. Uh, this is a game that I never heard of before. Um, the the studio is Hempuli, and the um the the game is called Baba Is You. You- yeah, that's an odd-looking one. Super weird-looking uh, puzzle game where uh, it almost looks like a little bit like scribble notes in a way. Yeah, it's like you change the context of objects by- to get through, like by by changing the name or changing their. Yeah, like by, you kind of move like words cat, around. Cat is up, and the cat will move out of the way. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it looks cool. Apparently, there's like a hundred different puzzles. Um, Interesting. It's coming out uh, early next year. Okay. Keep an eye it out looks really it. cool, like really fun, kind of uh, goofy pixel art. Yeah, um, that's a cool, fun, strange game. I, one of those. I'm all lo- for those. Looks like one of those experimental ones that, like, yeah, generally tend to be pretty good and push things forward. Definitely, um, Slay the Spire is a game that uh, came out last year um, through Humble Bundle. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, see, actually, I've seen a lot of presented by Humble Bundles floating around. Which yeah, they're was, kind of starting to publish. I think this one. Yeah, this, they published this one. Uh, it's mm. been developed by Megacrit. It's a, uh, a roguelike deck building card game. 
Meh. I don't, I, I don't know. For some reason, card building, card deck building games just leave me cold. I think all it would take would someone actually force me to play one, and I'd get hooked pretty easily. But, sure. I mean, I, I I always just go to my crack, which is just platformers. Of course. The, when there's no shortage of them coming out, so unfortunately, I, I doubt Slay the Spy will even get a look in from me. It's coming out early 2019. Uh, releasing in uh, October this year is Windjammers which was a, uh, a game that first appeared on the Neo Geo system in 1994. Uh, it's a flying disc game, disc game um, that is uh, similar to Pong. Sure. By the way, I'm, all of this information that I'm reading is uh, from two great articles on IGN that uh, just kind of summarized all of the uh, games announced in yep. a great way. So I, I should give a shout out to the summarized. writer. Shout out to Adam Bankhurst for writing this article. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it, the bank man. Um, Windjammers is like a. Have you? Did you watch this? This trailer? I did. I did. So yeah, it's like gloriously nineties and neon, yeah. and like apparently it holds up like really, really fun. Really? Like it's like okay. a disc flying game. Um, I mean, look, I'm. I know it gets like when people go through like a, you know the hundred best games of all time and will kind of scoff at the fact that people still put Pong on there. Yeah, I love Pong. Okay, like do you remember on um, the Commander Keen four? In the menu screen, you could just play um, Pong in uh, so. in Commander Keen's watch. Was four Keen Dreams? Uh, no, it was, it was like, like four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was you, on all of the, that series of games. You could you could play Pong. Oh, nice! And I played a shitload of Pong. It's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Windjammers is like you know extreme nineties Pong. Yeah, and uh, not only are we getting uh, this port coming in October, they also took the opportunity to use this showcase to announce Windjammers two which is coming out next year. Still jamming. Uh, developed by Dot Emu, who I think are the same team that did uh, Wonder Boy and Streets of Rage. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the trailer's fantastic. Beautifully animated. Yeah. Super fun and 90s, over-the-top bullshit. I mean, I'm on board. Uh, then we got uh, Terrar- Terraria. I don't know yeah. this one. I've never played that shit. It's, it's, I've got it on... It's a like f- a wackier 2D Minecraft, essentially. Right. Like... But- a lot of lot of ba- lot of lot of mining, a lot of base building. I think there's more kind of monsters and whatnot, but um, there's a is it Terraria? There's like a space version that I can't remember the name of. Space something, Star something, Star Forge, Star something like that. Um, I think by the same company, right? But um, Relogic. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's coming out. It's popular. It's a, it's a popular indie game. Yeah. It, yeah, it makes sense that they're bringing that. I mean, in the, they also announced in the next one that Bastion is coming. Yeah, in which you know it's hard to be excited about that, but it also is a great game that Look, not, not everyone I, has played. And you, may I as well own it on three platforms. Have a crack. I'm gonna own it on a fourth soon. <laughs> um, that's coming out in 2019. Um, now we got another shadow drop here. It's uh, Prison Architect, the Nintendo yes. Switch edition. Um, I will be talking about this a bit later on. Uh, yeah, this was. Uh, Released on PC in 2015 originally. Um, it's been developed by Introversion Software and published by them too. Um, and is a prism sim. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. John, John will tell you more about this in his review later. I will. I will. Uh, another uh, game that was announced long ago um, in a Nindy's uh, uh, showcase last year was uh, Morphe's Law. Which yes. is a really yes, kooky, yes, yes. kooky shooter where um, as you shoot someone, you get bigger and they get smaller. Yeah. Um, and the kind of... It's not about you don't like you don't win the game by getting kills. You win the game by being the biggest. Yeah, uh, I think it's something where like each character, a certain part of their body gets bigger. Like you can get big ass legs or head or stuff ass, like that. Big ass ass. Big ass ass. Um, 
this is a, I have I have this on my Switch. I haven't played it yet. Um, I figure for the next uh, episode of all the small games, I have like I've banked up a lot of co-op games. Right. So right. we should do a, a co-op, a co-op af- afternoon. Okay. Go through some recent co-op jams uh, and uh, and let, let let everyone know which ones are the best ones. Cool. So that was the uh, the first um, was surprise the, Nindy's showcase. The Gamescom one. Um, and now we'll quickly move over to uh, the next one, which happened just earlier this week, and we got twenty two new games announced. Um, first of which was uh, the Switch edition of uh, Hyper Light Drifter. Awesome. Which was the first and only... Oh, no, wait, no, it wasn't. this one wasn't Shadow Dropped. It was a... Uh, you can pre-order it now yeah, for yeah. Uh, next week release. Which is a semi-Shadow Drop, a shady drop. Yeah. Um, Hyper Light Drifter, uh, I played on the PS4 in 2017. Yeah, I played it on PC. Um, it's uh, developed by Heart Machine and published by them too. Um, it's a absolutely gorgeous... Oh. Uh, like I guess like almost like cyberpunk kind of uh, sort of almost like medieval cyberpunk yeah in a weird totally way. like yeah. a weird blending of kind of it totally works though because it's, it's it's there's giant robots scattered around but it's this very sort of like you're fighting through castles and stuff like that yeah cobblestones and weird and monsters and yeah. uh, it's really really bleak you're, the, the character is dying the entire time yeah. you play um, no no dialogue either no no, di- no dialogue no text like uh, the story is all told through like action and, and you you get you do have conversations with people where they just show you three random images linked yeah. to the story they're trying to tell you uh it's a really powerful game i can't wait yeah. I've, I've got it on my switch i'm gonna try and uh you didn't did you finish i it? never finished on ps4 um it's, it's good i'm, I'm, it's I'm sure i will on this very it's a tough game yeah. but one of those like tough but rewarding yep mm. uh I, I've realized in uh, the last year that i'm I, I i there aren't many games like in in this kind of like pla- i guess it's not really a platformer but I, no. I i can get through most of these tough games now i used to yeah. like be scared of them and now i'm like fuck you yeah i'm the man <laughs> um another game that uh was uh uh announced for switch long ago um but was put on the back burner because the developer decided to make a game called celeste instead nice uh towerfall um a game made by matt makes games yeah, uh, many years ago it's been yeah it's been out a while so much so that we got like a like a sequel to it, Towerfall Ascension. Yep. Um, and I think another one too. Uh, but Dark something or other. Yeah, this is this collects all of them. It's a up to six player um, battle game, like an archery battle game. Mm. Um, it looks like I've, I've never played it. Um, Neither. Uh, I look like it looks a little bit like Duck Game, which is yeah. uh, extremely exciting to me. Um, I don't know, like. It's one of those games that I always saw in the Steam store and was like, I don't know what that is. People keep scrolling. Fucking love it. Yeah. So yeah, I have it on. I have it on PS Plus. I've never played it. Right. Because um, that's my, that's my curiosity. Is it just competitive multiplayer, or is there like? Because you know your boy loves a single player. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it will have some form of single player mode. Um, but the cool thing about this is that this version you can play as uh, Madeline or Battleline. That's right. Yeah. From Celeste. Um, which is really, really cool. Yeah. A nice little uh, update. Nice crossover. Nod to his other, other far more popular game. Um, next, we've got Treasure Stack, it, which is like a uh, a falling block puzzle game, yeah. except it's also a platformer. Yeah, like which is your shit yeah, incredibly. I know. As, as someone whose most played game is is Tetris, yeah. but also most played style of game is platformer. Yeah. This should speak to me more than it did. I don't think they showed the game off as, uh, as, as well as it could yeah. have. But, um, when I saw it, my first thought was, oh man, this is Levens right here. <laughs> yeah, I should say Hyperlight Drifter Special Edition September 6th. Awesome. Um, Towerfall September 27th. And then Treasure Stack uh, is uh, early next year. No, sorry, late this year. Winter oh. this year. Um, 
I'll, I'll give that a shot when it comes out. When I, I'm looking sure. forward to seeing more of it. Um, next was uh, one Zavot, which was this looks kind of cool. As someone who's made a game with starring with cubes, starring cubes, in I was Death like, Square. hey, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I again, I don't think they did a great job of selling the game necessary in the, yeah. in the little clip, but I still was very interested when I with what I saw. It's one of those ones fun. where, like, it was so funny. Like, I thought that the host of this. Uh, video did a really good job of mm. uh, like it, it was nice and light and fun kind of yeah. uh, you know dialogue in between all, and as he described all the games but this one he just sounded like he was pulling out random words yeah. out of his hat and because and, it's called Zarvot and the main characters are charcoal and mustard as they traverse nine worlds to cheer up their best friend yeah like, that's just random. Yeah. Seems like that's the thing. It didn't sell it well. I think it's one of those things where I've got to watch gameplay or something yeah. to really get an idea. So there is a big single player mode of yeah, this, but also a the Switch version includes um, a multiplayer mode with a whole bunch of different game modes, including a Switch exclusive mode uh, where you get to control with tilt controls an enemy cube called Joyvot. Right. This is being made by Snow Hydra. This is like one of the games that I was like the least excited for, but I think it still looks kind of interesting. Sure. Uh, this was maybe the, the the most curious game in of, of the of the showcase. It's called Maneko's Night Market. Yeah, does the the cat one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tons of cats, heaps of cats. Uh, includes twenty hours of story based gameplay, um, and basically yeah, it's like a Japanese inspired island with four regions of it. You explore it as Maneko, who uh, like runs a night market basically. Um, and you have to like you. It's like looks like in part like a little bit Animal Crossing, yeah. but also like the, the like stealth sections. It looked like in the in the video. Yeah. Uh, also, it's going to do a whole bunch of weird little different things. Um, uh, but I guess at the, at the end of the day, you're you're running a night market. Mm. Um, I'm on board. This I looks fucking weird like, and cool. Like mini games kind of thing, like dancing mini games or something like that. This looks like just like anything goes. Yeah. This is like a, like a, this is kind of what indie games excel at doing sometimes, yeah. where it's just like fuck it, we'll do everything in this yeah. game, and who knows if you know it might all be it might not all be great, but at least some of it will yeah. be. So that one's coming out uh, early next year. Uh, next was uh, the first uh, official Double Fine game coming to, uh, yeah. to Switch, um, and that is Samurai Gun 2. That's right. This looks cool as shit. Yeah. I've, I've never even heard of Samurai Gun. No, neither. Um, I figure this is, this is almost like uh, the remix to Ignition. Like, no one's ever heard of Ignition, but everyone's <laughs> heard the remix. I, I, I've, Samurai Gun was a, uh, a 2D action video game. Um, that that came to Windows and, and OS X mm. in 2013 and 2015. They planned a PlayStation 4 and Vita version, but never, I don't know. If, I don't know if it ever came. Never followed through. Um, I'm gonna definitely buy the OS X version if it's still. Wait, OS X? Oh, that's computer. Yes. Hmm. You, you know that box you don't like to play games on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, One I'm, of the few boxes you don't like to play games on. I'm gonna see how much it is uh, because that. So basically, it's like a like a Bushido. Kind of like shooter. Yeah. Um, you have a you have a sword and you have a gun with three bullets. At least that's Samurai that's right. Gun Two. Yep. Um, that I think you you refresh bullets when you finish the level or you die. Yep. Uh, which is a cool little mechanic. Looks very like very run and slash as opposed to run and gun. But um, what's the word? Very kinetic kind of platformer. Like, yeah. A lot of movement. A lot of Traversal. Uh, it's on Steam. It's fourteen ninety nine US on Steam. I'll give it a try. I don't know who okay. knows. Hmm. 
Stop shopping. Get back to the list, Levens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that, that that game was so when it, when a game's so good, you want it that you've never heard of before. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I want to go back and and and, uh, and see what came before this one. Just so I can I'm play. curious if that's a double fine development or just a publish. Hmm. Good point. Good fucking point. Uh, we'll never know because all I'm doing is shopping now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it! Uh, so next on the list is Bullet Age. Um, and this looks fucking great. It's made by Halfbot. It's coming out in November this year. Remind me, what's... Uh, it's a co-op action game also featuring sword and gun gameplay. Of course. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a lot of other games that I've already played and loved. Sure. Um, just like a, a beautifully drawn uh, like you know, platform uh, yeah. uh, shooter. Um, it looks fucking fun. Um, it looks like a, like a little bit of a brawler as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's called Bullet Age. Uh, I'm not familiar with Halfbot. Um, Neither, but it uh, looks cool. This this one has erased its like I can remember most of the stuff I've seen from these, but this has for some reason erased itself from my memory. <laughs> it happens like that, right? Yeah. Like it's uh, there's so many games. It's just like no, nope, not taking this one. Yeah, in. yeah. The, the brain is gonna forget this one immediately. Oh, don't worry. I set an alarm for nine thirty a.m., but I fucked up and it, I set it for p.m. Dingers. <laughs> um, so just showing showing John the footage of Bullet Age now. Um, it looks a lot like um, Super Adventure Pals. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, giant crabby thing. Okay, it's coming back to me now. Yep. Yep. But you got a gun. You got a sword. You can upgrade your guns. Yeah, look at like, an insane arsenal of, uh, of yeah. weapons. This is really really fun. The yeah, the, the animation style. style is great. Check it out, everybody. Bullet Age coming soon, uh, November. Uh, the World Next Door is an anime inspired uh, magic game where you like walk over runes to allow to like cast oh, yeah, to cast to, spells for, on your... um, for combat yeah yeah this looks like nothing I've ever seen before yeah um, I, mean, I mean stylistically it looks but like gameplay wise I've, I've never yeah. seen anything like that it's a cool idea I don't know if it will translate to something that I want to play but it's coming out next year um, Level Head was probably the game that I was least excited for just because I don't like creation tool yeah, games neither. very often but and I admire I'm, I'm bummed out because who are the developers on Level Head um, uh, I'll find out. It is independent. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think the guys that made Level Head have made other games that I've really enjoyed. I loved the the, the, the trailer they showed with the voiceover. Yeah, Maybe the it, was, voice, it was really funny. The, the trailer itself was very fun, but the game, I was just like, I don't want to play this. Butterscotch Shenanigans? <gasps> Butterscotch Shenanigans, that's right. I've played some really great um, iOS games from them. Um. Crab Crashlands. Crashlands is awesome. Crashlands is great. Crodropus Rampage. Also pretty fun. Towel Fight. <laughs> Flop Rocket. <laughs> Roid Rage. I mean, come on! Don't these sound like great games to you? But yeah, le- level level head is like a uh, like a you know yeah. a creation. It's, it's tool. Mario Maker. Yep. Yep. Um, we'll take a moment to say if you own an iPhone, I definitely recommend Crashlands. It's super fun. What Get kind it. of game is that? It's um. It's a, it's almost like a survival game. You're a, you're like a um, an interstellar courier that gets gets crash landed on a planet, and there are like three or four zones, and you have to like work your way around each zone, collecting materials to build armor and weapons and various other building things. Um, you kind of upgrade your thing until you get far enough in the story to go to the next zone and the next zone and the next zone. You're, the the overall story is you're trying to get back packages you were supposed to deliver from this like giant floating space head that's hunting cool. you through the whole thing. Unreal. It's really it's really weird and really funny and like just a fun time on iOS. Yeah, sick, yeah. awesome. Uh, do you wear hats? Yes. Do you um, have to 
punch them off your opponent's head and then crush them? No. Well, that's what you do. Tell me more. That's what you do in King of the Hat. Yeah, this is a a weird one. Really adorable, (laughs) funny-looking game. Yeah. Uh, It's like a party game um, featuring uh, simple two-button controls um, where basically you and your friends uh, play, you you all wear a hat, and uh, if you try and knock it over your, off your friend's heads and then stomp on it. Yeah. And if you stomp on it, they die. Yeah. They lose a life or whatever. And one of the characters is a washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> uh, it looks really fun and imaginative. Yeah. We'll, we'll see more of it as it gets uh, closer to the release date. It's coming out early in 2019. So is a game that we're, we've, I've been excited for for a while. Yeah. Um, I knew it was coming. Actually, I didn't know it was coming to Switch. So I was very excited to see that it... Uh, is this... Untitled is- Goose Game. <gasps> yes! I'm AKA, so happy. AKA Metal Goose Solid. Hell yes. It's a, uh, a stealth-ish game where yeah. you play a goose who's just out to fuck up everybody's day. Yeah. Amazing. And I think you have... So good. There's one button just dedicated to honking. Hell yeah. Can and, be mashing that honk button. Yeah. So you do things like steal sandwiches um, and steal a farmer's hat and like, you know, like... There's, there's a really great like four to five minute long gameplay video out there which just shows the the farm part of the game but it's um it goes really into the mechanics of like luring the farmer places and getting them to chase you and all this kind of stuff and yeah i'm when when this popped up i was on a bus and i had to stop myself from being like fist pumping and yelling <laughs> fuck yeah i was so excited and it's, it's this man loves geese it's the closest we've seen to a release date so far like i know it's just a window like early yep. 2019 but there's been no information before that it's being made by i think an australian dev yeah. team called house house yeah yeah which um, is great it looks fucking great oh I'm, art style is really fun i'm so stupidly excited for it um we then got a uh, a final uh, big announcement and that is the shadow drop of into the breach yep um a game been made by the creators of um, FTL, ftl faster than light yep um been showing up on a lot it's been out on steam for a while, I believe. Yeah, and, and, and scored really highly um, yeah, everywhere across the board. It's been showing up on a lot of um, best of the year lists so far. It's a turn-based strategy game. It's been made by, uh, is it Status Games? Yeah. Subset Games. Subset Games. And we will uh, we'll dive into this a little bit later in the app. Yeah. I've been... I've uh, been honking it? Heck yes. Been mashing that honk button, baby. Um, uh, yeah. Picked it up when it shadow dropped and... That's the best sentence I've ever heard in my life. What? I picked it up when it shadow dropped. Hell yeah. I love a shadow drop. It's just, it's, it's such a cool name for it. I know, it really like, is. God it's a, damn. It sounds like a, a fighting move. It, um, sounds like a, it sounds like a ninja game on a Sega from the 90s. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, uh, we then got uh, a little peek at a few other games <clears throat> coming out very soon, including The Messenger. Yep. <clears throat> a ninja game that I'll be talking about very soon. <clears throat> um, Bastion. Hell yes. Which I didn't know was coming to Switch. I mean, it's not really that big of a news. I've never played it's, it. So you've, you've, you've played it? Bastion. Yeah, three yeah. times apparently. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've played it on Xbox, PC, and iOS. So it's an action RPG. Yeah. It's, um, I can't believe you've never played it. I thought you'd played it. It's, yeah. um, it's, it does this amazing thing where it has just a great narrator. Mm-hmm. Like there is a narrator that will, that will talk about what you're doing during the game. Cool. And it just sounds... And the music's fantastic in it. The combat's really fun. Great. I can't wait. I think is that... Is that Supergiant Games? Yes. Yeah. It's, they've got their other one as well. Tran- Which is Wastelands Tran- 2? No, Transistor. Transistor. So I guess we'll get to Transistor. Uh, Wasteland 2 Director's Cut is coming. Huge yes on that one. Really? Yeah, that-, that was like my game of the year three years ago. Wow. It it came the, out on the, PC. the graphics did nothing for me at all. Like- oh, no. Um... <laughs> 
It's uh, isometric term, like isometric turn-based RPG. If you liked the original Fallout games one and two, then you have to play Wasteland two. Right. Considering it, the Fallout games were based on the first Wasteland game, so it's all part of the big one, big family, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, no, I'm I'm super excited about that. I, I sunk like 120 hours into Wasteland two on PC. Unbelievable. So fun. Okay. So heed his warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Undertale got a release date of September 18 this year. A game I've never played. Um, I've that- played 15 minutes of. Appar- I don't know. Didn't grab me on PC. Apparently, it's a game that you have to play until the- there's a twist. Yeah. Uh, there's a big twist here. Yeah. I think once it comes out on Switch, I think I'll bury more time into it. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't grab me first time around. Um, Light Fingers, a game coming out September 20 this year. A magical clockworks game board. Features. Oh yeah, yeah, that actually looks really good. Looks I'm, I'm intrigued weird by and inventive. it. Yeah. Um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Oh yes. I mean, it's really good. I, I, it's an iOS game that came out um, in 2011. Yeah. Um, and uh, I loved it back then, but I can't see it like any better on a console. No, than- I'm I, I'm glad it's coming because it will be an opportunity for people to play it. But I have no real. Isn't this available on Android and iOS? Yeah, so in theory, everyone is. can play it yeah. every, already. Whatever. Um, I mean, try and get your money out wherever you can. Developers. That's but. actually that's it's interesting because like Bastion as well. Bastion's a five six year old game. Like it's it's what we've discussed before that I think game makers are starting to look at their back catalogue and go, oh shit, this will go really well on Switch. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, in the same way that like Virtual Console, you know, had featured all the Nintendo consoles or Sega consoles, Neo Geo. Like, why shouldn't independently published yeah. games also view their games as things that should just live on oh, forever no, totally totally but this yeah this one i just yeah i i i i loved the the the, the way you controlled um the main character in on ios yeah. super brothers said so i don't know how it will go on a, a console maybe it still uses touch controls i don't know could be could yeah be. um jackbox party pack five i've never played any of those games I don't apparently they're really fun yeah yeah that sums up my feelings <laughs> um transistor Yep, uh, a 2014 game. Not, one not, of... not with all due respect to Supergiant games, I'd say not as fun as Bastion. Like it's a bit. It's it introduces a kind of turn-based mechanic. I always find when you have games where it's like during combat you can choose real time or turn-based. Like neither of them feel great. Right. Um, Dragon marked for death, a 2D side-scrolling RPG. Looks uh, Japanese as hell. Um, and <laughs> finally, uh, a game that uh, I was most excited about, probably my favourite of the entire uh, showcase, and that is one called Desert Child, um, okay. which is made by a uh, an Australian developer from Fremantle. Hey. Um, and shout uh, out Western Australia. Yeah, this is. Uh, th- it looks fucking awesome. It's like a um, like a pixel art cyberpunk game in which you play a uh, young hoverbike racer. Um, oh yeah but you need to like basically like you also need to like do jobs and stuff like that to scrape together money um to go through road racing huh? like to put, and, and to pay for everything and apparently like there's like a like like a like a centrelink equivalent okay um yeah and i the the in the trailer which is very australian so much of that features like a dorky australian rap song in the in the in the trailer uh it, it comes up it says like uh like like Blade Runner meets the Wog Boy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but that sounds so fun and, and cool and different. Yeah. The art style is really, really slick. Um, check out this trailer for sure. This is one of my most anticipated games of the, of, of cool. the year now. Apparently coming out in December. Um, so yeah, you know, look out for Desert for Child. Narita, Narito, Narita Boy. 
Naruto? Narita Boy. What, what's Narita Boy? It's like this weird, almost pixel art, like cyberpunk game. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it shows up on like uh, an indie direct at some point. From Studio Koba. Yeah, it looks, it looks super weird and super great. Oh, that looks awesome! It kind of yeah. looks like it kind of looks like Super Brothers. Yeah. Um, oh man, it looks great. Yeah. Okay, put that, I'll, on, put I'll, that on Switch, please. I'll, I'll put like a trailer on the socials. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if you're listening right now, um, you've still we, we're, we're barely scratched the surface of this episode. You're, yeah. You, so you're going to get a lot of episode, a lot of indie game talk, and uh, we're doing it for free. If you would like to show us a little bit of love, um, or a lot of love, uh, sure, you can uh, go over to um, your Facebook or your Twitter. We're on both, and yep. we would love uh, a, l- a few more, you know, people following and yeah. and uh, pay attention yeah. to what we're doing there. Join in the conversation. Uh, Twitter.com slash all the small game. Uh, we were one one letter too long yeah. to, to fit out a whole username, but yeah, uh, at, at all the small game on Twitter. We ha- we only talk about one game on Twitter, and then <laughs> and it's uh, all the small game. Facebook.com slash all the small games. Uh, yep. If you could take a moment while you listen to the rest of the episode to look us up on both those things and hit that follow slash like button. Yes, uh, and. Uh, uh, and stay stay abreast of what we uh, are talking about in the future. Uh, we put a lot of little like you know updates Just, on games we yeah, love. Whatever and, whatever we're frothing about, we'll we'll talk about. And uh, it's a great place to ask us questions uh, yeah. that we can answer in future episodes of all the small games. Yeah. Of course, while you're there, at Levdog at sixteen tacos. Yeah. That's if you want to follow us too. Um, but uh, follow the show first and foremost. We're yeah. good. You know, yeah. we're good for followers. Yeah, yeah. Individually, we're fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, John, of those two showcases which was your favorite because uh, even though the second one i think had better games overall that i'm interested in and more games overall the first one had three shadow drops and the second one only had one what were the three shadow drops in the first one again prison architect <laughs> morphe's law okay oh you just gave away your review <laughs> no 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 um and uh the in, no, what's it called the um bad north yeah, I'm still going second one. Okay. The second one had Untitled Goose Game, okay. and I'm like really jacked up on Into the Breach at the moment. Okay, sweet. Which is a great shadow drop. Another another fucking spoiler yeah. for your review. <sighs> um, so there's going to be a ton of Switch games reviewed in uh, the bulk of this episode, so I thought um, maybe we should kick this uh, off. By- I'm, I'm sorry, PC users. Since I, since I bought a Switch, I've kind of... That's all I've been playing. Well, I predict, didn't, didn't I say last yeah. episode, I wonder how long until you're not playing any games a month. on PC. One month, exactly. One month. <laughs> uh, Although, to be fair, a bunch of the games I'm talking about are on PC as well. Likewise. I mean, it yeah. kind of goes without saying. And they, and they have been for years, and they were probably cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you still win PC users. Yes. Yeah. Um, little update on John's Switch use. Uh, when we last recorded, you had two games in your library. Yep. How many you got now? 20. Good work. Yep. What percentage is that of like an uptake? 1,000? Nice. Know. Great. <laughs> Somebody who knows maths worked it out and let yeah. us know. Um, but yeah, before we get into a, a glut of, uh, of Switch reviews, I thought maybe we could talk about a game that we've both been looking forward to for a long time um, and it was not actually on Switch. No. It is our one non-Switch game. Um, I, was, uh, I was bummed about it not being on Switch uh, at first and uh, there were, it was available on PS4. Uh, PC and uh, an iOS. Yep. Um, and I was like, iOS. I don't know about that. And then I heard you got it there, and I gave it a shot. I love the controls on it. And yeah. I'm really glad I played it this way. The game is called Donut County, and it's been made by Ben Esposito. Yeah. Um, and published by Annapurna Entertainment or Annapurna Interactive. Interactive. Yeah. Right, who gave us uh, Florence and uh, Gorogoa. Yep. And um, will eventually give us Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. Very cool. Which oh, so excited for that. 
And another one called Ashen, which waiting for more info. So one of your favorite devs. <coughs> devs? Sorry, publishers. Publishers. Annapurna, Devolver. Um, oh, crap. Who else is there? Um... Probably those two. Those two are the like those two define the upper limits. Well, we have a lot of Devolver games coming up later in this we episode. Do. We do, um, but Donut County. I've been I've been hanging out for this game for ages. It's been getting teased for maybe like because I think it was a three year development, um, and they've been teasing it for about a year and a it's half. It's actually much longer than that. Um, really, Ben Esposito was a guest on the Kind of Funny Games Daily uh, show this Monday. Yeah. Uh, you should go look at, listen to it. He's, he's a guest on the entire episode and talks at length about the process of making the game. Oh, okay. Plus all the games that he worked on in the lead up to this, including What Remains of Edith Finch oh, right, and, right, uh, right. and uh, various other games for other, other studios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just been... Like when I first saw it and it just... The, the weird little mechanic of a hole moving around in the ground and swallowing up stuff and getting bigger. I was hooked. The art was fantastic. Really, really kind of bright polygonal art. Um, and yeah, finally, like release date was set. I was same as you. I was kind of bummed that it was PS4, a console I don't have, PC, a console, you know, a, yeah. a platform that I'll play games on. But it's a crappy. I have a crappy laptop, and it might not run it very well. iOS, I was like, that's cool because I always have my phone with me, and I like I love playing phone games. And you're right. It turns out like with with the exception of a couple of moments in the game where I would have preferred like a joypad or something um, the boss battle yep. at the end of the game not, yeah, to, yeah. not to spoil anything too hard but there's a boss there's one boss battle at the end of the game it, it was fine on iOS it worked perfectly yeah so before we get into talking at length about this game I think it's good to talk about one of the games I guess influences and one of our favourite games of all time which is Katamari Damacy yes. in which yep. you play a little prince uh, who rolls a tiny ball around the world that gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it rolls up smaller objects and can eventually roll up much bigger objects. And my favorite level to play in uh, the... I think it was we, we, I Love Katamari. Yeah. I played on PS2. You and I would spend many, many late nights playing that mm-hmm. until the sun came up. Um, was the one where you basically start as small as possible and you just keep rolling and rolling and rolling until you roll up an entire everything in the room then you roll up the house that you're in then you roll up the street that the house is in then you roll up the country that the that you know that you're in then yeah. you roll up the planet and then suddenly you're just rolling through space rolling yeah. up stars and planets there's i love that i love the level where you're rolling around earth and you essentially have to pick up all the countries in order of their size that's right so you start with all like the tiny islands and work your way up to like russia and stuff like that that's great um but one of the you know the, the the way they turned that Katamari into a game, and instead of like a kind of like fun tool, mm. is uh, there's everything's kind of set to a time limit, and you're yeah. judged by the the, the, the prince, no, the prince of the king cosmos, king of the king cosmos. of the cosmos. You your, are the prince. your dad. That's right, and you, and he's really mean if you if you are yeah. slow, and, and the Katamari isn't big enough to his taste. He's, he's kind of generally a dick um, in that game. So even though I I had so much fun doing those you know really really long sessions of Katamari like it was there was a level of stress to it and yeah. I did like that Donut County kind of takes that stress completely away there's no time limit you the, the, the kind of aim of each level is that you uh, 
you just you, first you find everything small and as, as a hole beneath the level you let everything fall through you and you get slowly bigger as small things fall through you and then you can get everything bigger the aim of, the, of, of each level is for you to just basically eat everything swallow everything in the level yeah yeah um, and I could have played hours upon hours of just being a whole eating towns. Yeah. I kind of wish that the game, that was all it was. Yeah. I, I love the story. So the, the, the kind of the story that it gives you is that you are a, ra- a raccoon. Um, well, it's, it's two, there's two main characters, Mira, a human, and BK, a raccoon. Yep. And it's sort of the first kind of half to three quarters of the story is told in flashback. So it's all like... The, the residents of the town you live in sitting 999 feet below the surface of the earth essentially discussing what happened, why they're all down there. And as each of them recounts what happened to them, you basically then go back up to the top and let you relive, relive how their house fell into the ground yeah. and it's all your fault. Yeah. And it starts, off, it starts off fairly simple where you're just a hole, you know, picking up stuff and having people fall through it. But as you move through the levels, it starts to introduce some some puzzle-solving stuff, which I found really fun. Some of the mechanics were awesome. Yeah. I did not like the introduction of the catapult. I didn't I didn't find that very fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't mind it. It was another it was another wrinkle to add. I just I, I could have I, I found the the swallowing up of of of, the, of each level like so therapeutic. Like it was zen. Uh, yeah. I, I, I could have just done hours upon hours of that. I, I wish there was there was the Katamari rolling up the entire universe equivalent mm. where you just start really little and like, you know, there's just this endless amount of things to swallow up. But you, as you move through the game, you kind of, you find out where these holes are coming from and why. Um, and it's all di- like the dialogue's great. I loved the dialogue. Yeah, the the story is really, great. And yeah. Really at, well written. Really at the funny. End of, at the end of each level, um, everything that you've uh, swallowed in your hole is comes up in your Trashopedia because yeah. r- your, the raccoon you play as views everything as trash. Yeah. And it's all written from the perspective of that raccoon and just the funniest descriptions. Like, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think one of my favorites is like, chickens, a chicken. Owning a chicken is one thing, but owning two chickens... That's two things. <laughs> Just great, weird, like, descriptions like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the character of BK is really funny and, and witty um, yeah. and, uh, and just kind of dumb, which yeah. I really, really enjoyed his humor. Uh, and this, the soundtrack is another highlight for me. I actually I bought the soundtrack on iTunes today. Oh, great. And was listening to it. And it's just... My brain immediately went like, I wish I still had a radio show because this is the exact sort of thing I would play. Yep. Um, and... <laughs> You know when you finish a level and it's kind of like you finish the level and it tells you you finished and it gives you the option to go to the Trashpedia. There's kind of like a, a, I'd say a fairly banging beat plays. That's called Quack Anthem. And I was like, that's a dope name. Yeah, I love this game. I love this game. There's yeah. there's also there's sections of dialogue that's told through like Messenger. Yes, like your characters messaging back and forth. And there's actually like it types automatically for you, and you could kind of hit reply. But there's also a button with a like a symbol of a duck on it, and, and you, you can honk. just you can endlessly mash that button, and it just quacks and quacks and quacks. And some characters will actually like respond by hitting the quack button as well. Like there's a lot of just cute little things in the game like that that yep. I found amazing. Um, it's by no means a very difficult game. No, I, I love very, that. Like about I it. I knocked it over in a day. Um, and which I'm just like, I know there are people out there who think that games need to go for hours and hours and hours to be enjoyable, but I finished it when like, that was awesome. I yeah. got told a good story. I had a lot of fun doing it's it. It's like two hours long, but it's a really, two, really fun. Two to two three, hours. depending, yeah. but yeah. 
Uh, and uh, it's totally a game that uh, that I could go back to, you know, a couple of months down the track. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I I would love a uh, a never ending hole. Oh yeah, that I would just, be. I just found it so enjoyable, just like slowly eating up everything around yeah. me. Yeah, and even the credits at the end, because like the drones play a, a weird sort of part in the story. Yeah, yeah. And the credits at the end is like you flying a drone through the county that you've just been. You've just rescued from holes, essentially, which I thought was like that's a cool little quirk. I yeah, like that. definitely. There's a whole bunch of great quirks in this game. It's it's yeah. been really, really lovingly made. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it's also, I mean, there was the issue before it came out where some like predatory app developer released a kind of shitty version of it. Yeah, hole.io, which I was reading an article about, and this developer has like. A habit of doing this like they were talking to rami rami ishmael from vlambeer and before they released ridiculous fishing this company released their own kind of rip of ridiculous fishing and it's just that why, sucks. why like they were and they're discussing like you know you want to like you want to copyright your game but you're not legally allowed to you can copyright like the art the music that kind of thing the name but copywriting mechanics puts you into really sticky like what if nintendo copyrighted jumping in a game back when mario was first released how how much would that fuck the entire yeah totally yeah um but yeah highly recommend donut county personally it's on i reckon it's made my game of the year list yeah it's just it's such a cool complete little experience it's obviously made with so much love um it's like seven bucks on ios yeah eight seven ninety nine i think yeah um yeah, so highly recommend an iOS. Yeah, really enjoyable experience. Definitely yeah. could check this one out. Donut County. Uh, so I think uh, even though you've 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 upped your game gameplay uh, like level, yeah, significantly. I think I still got got the drop on you. I think I still play more games. Than oh, this definitely, month. definitely. So I'll I'll, I'll start. Uh, by playing a game, starting with talking about a game that I, I finished at the start of the month, um, a game that I was looking forward to release. I think you played a little bit of this one. It's called Iconoclast. Yep, yep. And uh, just like Donut County, this was made by one person as well. Um, this one, this one was made by uh, Konjak, aka Joachim Sandberg, mm-hmm. uh, published by Bifrost Entertainment. Uh, it came out at the start of the year for Windows and uh, and Mac and PS4 and Vita, um, and then uh, was released at the start of August uh, for Switch. Cool. Picked it up on uh, on day one. Um, it is a uh, it's it's a two D platformer. It's an adventure story based adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Metroidvania elements, but it is a very very linear yeah. story that doesn't require much backtracking at all. Okay. So while you are getting upgrades that allow you to access areas that you couldn't before. It's not like you then go like, okay, cool. Now I've got to go back to the first world because I saw a room that yeah. had this kind of thing on the entry that I can only access now. It's uh, it's the the, the depth of the story is insane. Like, how far into it did you I'm, get? I'm up to like the second area when you've um, is it the second area? No, I'm in the um, that that underwater city. Right, sure. Like I've I've made it up to the boss battle at the end of the underwater city. So it's about an I I put about about ten and a half eleven hours into it uh, okay. to finish to get to credits. Um, and uh, you, you play as Robin, who is a uh, a mechanic, mm. um, and she she's a mechanic who just helps people. But in this world, it's frowned upon to help others uh, because there is a religious authority that looks over on called the One Concern, um, and they're ruled by someone called Mother. Um, there's no government; it's just all One Concern. Theocracy. And uh, you're only allowed. 
only licensed mechanics can handle this power source called ivory, which uh, drives all of its machines. Yeah. But some people are fused with ivory and that gives them superpowers and that makes up the bulk of the boss battles that you uh, uh, partake in in yeah. Iconoclasts. Uh, your main weapon is a uh, like a wrench, mm-hmm. um, which gets upgraded throughout the, throughout the game. Um, and uh, I was just surprisingly moved by this very odd and at times really brutal um, story that uh, does horrible things to certain characters. Uh, It's almost quite nihilistic at at, at times. Um, And uh, very similar to Owlboy, which is another game that uh, you put a bit of time into this month, I think, Um, in that Owlboy made use of the... It's silent protagonist so well, like your your Owlboy is is mute. Sure, yeah. Um, Robin may as well be um, as well, and all the characters kind of make reference to that. She is like a, she stays silent. Sure. Um, you team up with like yeah, someone becomes an unlikely ally, and you become you know pretty close friends by the end of the game. Your brother is a is a main character, um, and yeah, you kind of just like a. Just like our boy, different characters you meet along the way join your party, and you can use their abilities, um, uh, you know, to help you yeah. along in, in, through the game. There are some strange sections. There's a bizarre stealth section that's kind of like a boss battle almost. Um, it has a lot of crazy ideas, um, yeah. and it's not strictly a platformer. Um, I, I don't. I, I found it like relatively uh, easy. Okay. Um, there were a few boss battles that were like you know took a few goes, but nothing to the level of Hollow Knight or the, or even the Messenger more recently, where yeah. I was like you know just dying repeatedly, repeatedly, and going fuck. It's not like a memory record, like you know, it's not, not like not necessarily like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's, there's a lot of fun things. Like the combat in this is really fun because you have like a blaster with three, four different. Um, bullets and plus your wrench does a whole bunch of fun sure. at one point you can electrify yourself uh, and the wrench and everything that touches you goes electric and Amazing. lots of fun puzzle solving and uh, yeah this this is a really really great experience I, I highly recommend this game cool. to anyone that uh, you know is fond of of uh, of like puzzle adventure puzzles but with a lot of depth to the story I, this is like my, my favorite kind of story in a game like it's told through uh, you know Dialogue boxes. There's no voice acting. Yeah. Um, you can skim it if you don't care about the story, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Iconoclasts. Um, it was, yeah. It's on Switch now. That's on everything now, I guess. Except, yeah. except Xbox. Sucked in Xbox. Um, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. And uh, I mean, this guy, Konjak, he's, he's made some great shit in the past. Um, Noitu Love on 3DS was real sick. And uh, he's definitely one of my favorite devs now, I guess. Cool. Um, I, I really, really love this game. And, uh, yeah, another one. I, I love. There's something so special about knowing that this game's been mostly made by one person, and it's you know. Yeah, it's it's great. Similar to Donut County, it's great to just see one person's vision. Yes, definitely. Um, Did Esposito make all the music in uh, Donut County no, too? Yeah. He he helped out on some of the tracks, but it was he got a he got another guy in to do it. Yeah, um, yeah I've got to go back in like on a kind of classed, a kind of classed. I was uh was playing it for a while, and it's you know one of those things where you're like, oh, I'll just play this other game for a while. Oh, okay, like, well, that's indicative switch, of this entire month. Turned off for yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend Iconoclast. I haven't, I haven't really, I don't really know anyone else uh, in my circle that's played it. If you're listening, and Tullet? you know me, oh yeah, I think, yeah our friend Alex Tullet, yeah, Alex started Tullet playing it. Played? He told me that he's loving it, which is yeah. great. Um, yeah, it's really cool. If you like story-based adventure platformers with a puzzle element, definitely give Iconoclast a shot. 
Cool. Now, speaking of adventure-based uh, platformers with like puzzle elements, let's talk Salt and Sanctuary. Yes. So this is like this is a game that uh, when it was announced, you were like, "Oh, you should give this a shot." And I looked at the the um, you know everyone describes. I mean, everyone describes everything as fucking Dark Souls esque sure. now, but this one is like this is like this is genuinely it wears its. I feel like it wears its Dark Soul influence on its sleeve, like. People people throw the term Dark Souls-esque around at anything that's just difficult. Right. Like, technically, Celeste could be described as, like, the Dark Souls of platformers. I'm sure. If I, if I Googled that right now, yeah, it would come up. it's just fucking difficult. But this is, like, this is a very similar sort of thing. Like, you, you're, it's set in this kind of, I don't want to say dying world, but this very kind of grim world. Um, it's... The game is basically about like you you start off as whatever character you've chosen, whatever kind of character. You're on a ship with the mission of getting a princess to this other kingdom to mm-hmm. to I think get married. And then your ship is attacked by a large monster. You kind of you get defeated and go in the ocean and then you wake up on the shore of this this big island um where you're told, like, head up the beach and you'll find, like, which... You, you you meet a guy who goes, like, oh, so which of the gods do you follow? You pick which god you follow. It's like, right, go up the beach, there's an empty sanctuary. So you go, activate the sanctuary, and that's just, that's essentially the start of the game. And then you... Your mission is to find this princess, but as you kind of explore more of this island and unlo- and kind of go through more of the story, you find out that things aren't necessarily what they seem. Um, the princess, as it turns out, is not a princess, but actually a slave who was probably being brought to this island as a sacrifice to the deity which rules over this island called the Nameless God, I think it was, the Nameless One or something like that. Okay. Um and and you know this this nameless god has apparently transformed a lot of the island to to feature like some of the most difficult you know difficult or darkest places of other regions in this world kind of thing similar to dark souls there's no like there's no kind of cutscenes that tell you what's going on you just pick up the lore from like little tidbits that sounds a lot like hollow knight in that regard too yeah in yeah. that in that respect as well um the combat is very difficult um and like I said, it's a very bleak, very grim sort of world, similar to Dark Souls. So I think, like, I got in the habit of calling it Flat Souls when I was playing it because it's a 2D platformer. But um, I I played this on PC when it came out a long while ago, and I got maybe six hours into it. Or I put six hours into it and was just getting, like, hammered by the second boss I came across. Because each, each of these areas that you move through will have one or two bosses in each and you have to defeat them to keep moving to different areas. Mm-hmm. And I reached the point where I was just like, man, fuck this. I'm, I'm not having fun. Like, dying repeatedly is not doing it for me. I'm out. So I put it down. And I started on Switch and again got six or seven hours into the game I was playing and hit the same kind of feeling of like, man, fuck this. And then I stopped for a second and thought, well, hold on. What if it's not the game? What if it's me? I'm the problem with this. Because when I played on the PC and when I played it for the first time on the Switch, I did what I always do in these games, which is go... Because it's a sort of, like, I guess, what you would loosely call fantasy-inspired. Like, you, you choose what kind of character you want at the start. And there are sort of... Of the variety of characters, there are the normal three archetype of warrior, 
warrior, wizard, and rogue. Yep. So you're fucking your big dude with a sword, your magic user, and your guy who and you is always go quick, big... quick with crossbows. And I always go rogue when I play these kinds of games because my my logic says if you've got a crossbow. Whatever's happening is happening far away from you. It's not happening close to you. It's happening far away. So I'd, I'd started this game on Switch with a rogue, wasn't having fun, and just went, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to start a new game, completely fresh, and I'm just going to build the most basic warrior tank, like all health, all damage, you know, standard build that, you know, every first-time player for one of these plays. And immediately the game just unlocked itself and became like... <laughs> I just playable. D- yeah, exactly. I just I got I got hooked essentially. Like I played this all the way through to the finish and I'd estimate I put maybe 50 to 60 hours into this game. Uh when when various guides were like it should take you 20 hours to finish this game, but as we've established in previous episodes, I'm not very good at playing games. I'm just really good at loving them. Um it's Your but your but your your switch says you've only played like just over twenty just hours. Over, I don't understand that. It's it's got to be like no. I think you're you're underestimating how good you are well, at games. But that's the weird thing. My save file says I've played for hundred and forty seven hours, which is totally <laughs> not correct either. Um, I found myself this is this is one of those games where it doesn't hold your hand. There's no tutorials. There's no explanation. There's no nothing. Like I, there were times when I was doing my playthrough where I almost thought like. Oh, if I didn't have a heap of other indie games that I wanted to play, I'd probably start a new game right now. And just from what I've learnt playing it up until this point, like, oh, I can build a character much more efficiently and I can, you know, unlock this faster and do this faster and that faster. Like, it's a game where you learn to play it as you play it. Uh Um, And apparently it's got, like, really good... New game plus mechanics, so I think I'm going to keep it on my Switch and maybe dive back into it again, um, a little bit further down the track. Yep. But I, I like if if you like an RPG style platformer, and there are, to be honest, there are Metroidvania elements to it. Yep. Like as you play through the game, you get certain brands from people. Um, okay. That unlock like an like air dash. Fubu, yeah. Kappa. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, it's like it's literally an animation of them pulling something out of a fire and then pressing it to your hand. Okay, like, sweet. Literal brand, um, but you do get a pretty sweet supreme hat at one point. <laughs> um, no, it's um, yeah. So it unlocks like air dash, and you can wall jump, and you can like pass through certain barriers when you're holding a torch, and when you know other barriers become solid when you're holding a torch, which just opens up all these traversal options. But um, yeah, it's if if you like. Um, oh, another reason I sucked at it is because my first instinct in any of these games is just attack, 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 attack. But you've got to be a lot more like attack, duck, roll, dodge, yeah, yeah, shield up, like wait for your next moment to attack, kind of thing. And once I'd locked that down, then I started going through. There are some insanely difficult bosses, um, but it is one of those games like as whenever you kill an enemy, you get salt. Um, which is kind of a the the in-game upgrade currency, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you can use that to like upgrade your character or upgrade your weapons along with various other ingredients. So it is one of those things where like, there are a couple of bosses where after dying 10 times, 
easily on the boss's part i'd go to another area and like grind and grind until i got my level up and changed up my equipment a bit and that kind of thing and then go back and give it another try so it's got because i know you're the kind of guy that likes to grind to get a few levels of head of where you're supposed to be yeah definitely so, yeah so it's got it's got, i like the i like the choice i like yeah. i like getting owned and then being like fuck this i'm just gonna spend half an hour and then yeah. come back and destroy this motherfucker yeah and if you if you die while you're out in the world it it whatever salt you're carrying is passed to either the creature that killed you or if you die by like falling from a high place it'll spawn a creature that if you then go back and attack it you'll get your stuff back but if you die trying to get there then you lose it all so yeah very similar to hollow knight in yeah, that, in that yeah. regard too um yeah so look i i really it's it's not the sort of game i generally go for but i really enjoyed my time with sultan sanctuary i just didn't like the art style no i totally i yeah. totally get that and like did, did it grow on you it was my main beef like it's it's all very kind of drab the art style to yeah. be told like it 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 didn't i didn't hate it but it wasn't like oh my god this is incredible sort of thing um my one some of the monsters look cool you fight my my one main gripe with it is it's very dark on the switch right like it would be great if they updated it to include a kind of you know a a, a brightness shifter on it just so you could turn it up a bit when you're in like brighter when you're in like a sunny situation or something to yep. make it e- the screen easier to read because there were lots of times where I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on in this screen right now this is really hard to see um but that's that's my one kind of like quibble essentially overall I thought really really good really fun time awesome yeah well done on finishing it thank you it was one of those, it's I I just thought fuck I'm going to grit my teeth and actually finish this I have to like I have to do it. Um, so, a game that you could... A lot of things... A lot of... you. Oh, yeah, this sentence is no good. Yeah. I was going to say something about... You could use a lot of the sentences you use to describe... Sultan Sanctuary to describe Dead Cells. Yes. Which is a roguelike Metroidvania hybrid game. I tell you, roguelike is just... It's the buzzword at the moment. Well, I mean, just people... I think because they can procedurally generate stuff... Everyone's just like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And the idea of, like, a Metroidvania, what makes them good is carefully crafting yes, areas. Yes, a set map. Yeah, exactly, a set map with particular enemies related to that to that area and your set, your, your skill set at that point. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, there have been a few attempts at, at, at roguelike or roguelite uh, Metroidvanias with procedural generated generation going on, and I... I've very rarely gotten into even just the, like there are very few procedurally generated games that I like. I love Flinthook, sure, um, but even that like the the rules of which it's just kind of like a remix of assets as opposed to yeah. creating like entirely new um, areas. And uh, Dead Cells is is similar in that regard. Like you know, if, when you go to new areas, it's not vastly different the next time you come back. Mm. Just uh, you know the the. It might be like the arrangement of platforms yeah. or something like that. Did you play any of this? Sport of Dead Cells? Yeah. Yeah, I've played it on PC and on Switch. Right, cool. Um, yeah, it might just be like where monsters are spawned is procedurally generated. Definitely. So I <clears throat> I think the curse of Hollow Knight um, being uh, being released, like I mean, I, I, being a game that I sunk so much time into and then Dead Cells coming out so soon after it uh, kind of stopped me from getting into Dead Cells as much as I should have. I, I, I totally appreciate what I played of it so far and can acknowledge what a good game it is. But 
uh, I just it didn't it didn't hook me. I was expecting it to hook me, and it hooked. You know, it got it got extremely good reviews across the board. It by definition should be a game that I'm way more into. Mm. Um, I did like you know I definitely would have died and looped around about twenty times, um, and and like you know that that first loop when you realize that like you know the opening just gets repeated like Groundhog Day style every yeah. time you die. I thought it was really really cool, mm. um, and. Uh, it doesn't. I wish it did a little bit more of a better job of explaining to you what you, what things you can do to carry on, that that, that will carry on on your on your fir- on like your the next time you you, you yeah. die and come back. I've I've on Switch certainly not. Maybe on PC I did, but I've never made it past the second area. I uh, always just get wiped out. I did once, and then I and then I got fucked up immediately. Yeah, so like I've only it, just made it-, get, it gets harder and harder as you go. Essentially, yeah. Um, there is kind of like, there is a mechanic where you gather. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cells as you make your way through an area. And then when you get to the end of that area, you go through a kind of interim area where you meet up with a character whose name I can't remember, but you essentially trade your cells to him to upgrade weapons and abilities and unlock permanently abilities. stuff yeah, yeah. permanently um which is how you kind of change and improve your character as you go which is great because it means that like even even a, a run where you just suck you're still getting a couple cells that you can then put towards yeah. being yeah. better in the future um and i think it does do that die like play die repeat kind of cycle fairly well yep um during your first couple of cycles, there are a couple of little things like when you make your way to the next area, the first time you do it, you come across like a freshly dead body. Yeah. And then when you go through the next time, the body's completely decayed. Like, I just wish there were a few more of those like little storytelling elements scattered throughout. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe there are once you get past the second be, level. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Um it's uh, the combat's certainly very fun. I think once yeah, you kind they, of like once you get the hang of it, it's cool to like run into an area full of enemies and you're like dive rolling and firing arrows and swinging a sword around and kind of like 
just fucking up crowds of enemies. Yep. And then there's that one that just gets you and you die and you're back to the start again. Yeah. There's, there's like, you have to open up like chests and you, sometimes you'll get, you'll get rewards. Other times yeah. you just spawn really powerful enemies that yeah. just fuck you up very fast. Yeah. Um, fuck, there's, oh, there is a slight, so the Metroidvania thing is you unlock certain abilities like there are sarcophaguses scattered throughout levels that you can use to teleport between areas or there are little like saplings that when you get the ability you can like grow them quickly into vines that you you can then climb that yep. kind of thing um which is fun like once once you unlock that you kind of always have that ability from that point onwards yeah that's cool which is great um i i really enjoy it but it's not like because there's not a heavy narrative element to it. That may have been what stopped me from yeah, from, from getting super hooked. You don't you don't get that feeling of something drawing you onwards essentially. Yeah, even with uh, Flint Hook, you're like you're, you're you're chasing bounties. Yeah, and that's what kind of pushes you forward. There's at least into a the game. framework around it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Dead Cells just seems to be escape. I guess you want to escape from this prison. This that you're loop. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it came out uh, at the start of uh, August. It's on everything. Now? It just I think it just went 1.0. Like, it went full release recently on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was uh, made and developed and published by Motion Twin. Which I think is a French company that I mentioned a couple of episodes ago where they've got, like, a really cool flat structure to their, mm-hmm. their dev team. Everyone makes the same amount of money. There's no real bosses or anything. Which is yeah. just, it's cool for that industry. Amazing. Now, John, a game that I've sunk a lot of time into um, over the last week is a game that comes out tomorrow as we record this. Okay. In fact, in two hours. Um, uh, and it's a game published by Devolver. It's one of the six games that make up their Summer of Devolver hey. um, marketing campaign for Switch. Yes. Um, and it's called The Messenger. Nice. And yep. uh, it is uh, a game that um, has been made by a Quebec studio called Sabotage, published by Devolver. Um, and uh, yeah, as this week comes out uh, through Steam and Switch. Cool. Um, I've been playing it on Switch. Um, it is, uh, it's a game that I wish, like, I, I understand why they, did, they, didn't, um, they didn't hide this, this twist gimmick that's right. revealed halfway through the game. Um, but I kind of wish they, they, they kept it secret because it would have been such a crazy and cool surprise. <laughs> The, the the hook of this game is that it is like a ninja game. Uh, the the first half of this game is like a direct kind of uh, tribute to like a ninja Gaiden game sure. on uh, on uh, on. You I know, think they even mentioned of the early nineties. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a joke about to Gaiden. Yeah, yeah um, when you get the ability to crawl up walls. Yeah, um, there's an amazing callback to that later in the game that I, okay. I enjoyed immensely. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so basically you, you play as uh, like a, a ninja in training and uh, your village is destroyed by a demon um, and someone from the future gives you a scroll that you, have, you that you are to carry to the top of a mountain. And so this it's all an 8-bit. Um, yeah. And the gimmick of this game is that, like that we saw in the in the first Nindies revealed uh, showcase trailer, um, was that uh, you can flick between 8-bit and 16-bit um, in each throughout each world. Yeah. Um, and so that, that that means, uh, like you know, graphically it changes obviously from like looking like a NES game to looking like a SNES game, um, and uh, the music changes too. Like you suddenly have better quality music. Uh, sound effects change cool. to more modern sound effects as well. Um, and I, I, knowing that this is happening from the trailer, I was expecting this to happen fairly early on in the game. Um, 
I'm going to give light spoilers just for like the, you know, kind of not so much the story, but just kind of what happens in sure. the game. So if you don't want to be, have anything, if you've somehow managed to miss trailers and stuff like that and don't want anything to wreck, skip forward a few minutes. Uh, what happens is uh, you don't travel to, you, like it, it stays 8-bit for like six hours. It's just a regular 8-bit side-scrolling game akin to Shovel Knight. Sure. Um, or obviously, like you know, the many uh, you know eight bit uh, ninja adventure games sure. that this is referencing, um, and I, like you know, you, you you basically travel from world to world. Um, you gradually upgrade uh, your your skills and get new skills, like you know, being able to float um, a grappling hook, um, and then you also like you visit a shopkeeper throughout your travels, and um, as well as incredible dialogue, you he also allows you to um, upgrade your skill tree, yep. which is really cool. Um, yeah, and then you fight a boss in each world and goddamn, some of those boss battles are fucking hard. Like yeah. the, the kind of thing where you're like, okay, one more go, one more go, die, die, die. God damn it. One more turn, yeah. one more turn. And you finally get through it and you punch through the air. Then you, then you just belt through like all the platforming sections after that. And suddenly you're repeating yourself again. Like fuck about the boss again, <laughs> dying over and over and over and over. Um, this is similar to Shovel Knight as well in that when you die, um, in Shovel Knight, uh, you would like you would lose like two thirds of your money, yeah. and it would float above where you died, and you head back to that point in the level. You know, kind of similar to Salt and Salt and Sanctuary or sure, Hollow Knight sure. or Dead Cell or uh, sorry, Hollow Knight, Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, uh, you would, and then you collect that money to get it back. If you if you die on the way there, you lose that money forever. Sure. Uh, this changes it up. Um, when you die in the Messenger, a little demon uh, appears and saves your life, but in return hangs out. Like follows you, follows you around yeah. and eats all of the currency that you collect. To, as he uh, says, till I feel like I've been paid back or till I get bored. Yeah. yeah. And there's tons of just great jokes from stupid things that he says. Yeah. The writing in this is phenomenal. It's great. It's really, really meta, especially your, the interactions with the um, the shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, one of my favorite moments ha- happens where you meet back with someone that you uh, initially encounter at the start of the game, and he asks you how you how's your adventure going, and uh, he, the messenger says a lot harder than I was expecting, but the music is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, there's heaps of really really great dialogue, uh, like especially the shopkeeper, like kind of like making fun of the tropes of the kind of level formats, like the worlds. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. this is a catacombs level. You know, zombies. Uh, not zombies, like you know, like I don't know, just kind of like yeah. making fun of the tropes, and he says standard, like, standard catacombs. Standard catacombs himself. There's more interesting stuff happening later in the game. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really really funny, like that. But so you're like six hours into the game, uh, you something happens, and you you travel forward in time, and then that makes it a 16 bit game. And uh, is it like a big leap, like in in terms of the narrative? Is it like hundreds of years in the future? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and in doing that, you are able to traverse through the shopkeepers to uh, basically the, the the world becomes not like a linear world to world platformer. It then becomes a Metroidvania esque game where you're given a map and you have to like explore these levels by by going between like going through portals and changing from 8-bit to 16-bit to explore the full map it's really unique Amazing. and cool and uh the combat's you know fast and satisfying whenever you die it's your fault um and uh 
Like now, I'm, it's, it's, it's a significantly different game. It's an exploration based adventure game oh, now, rad. which is one of my favorite types sure, of, of sure. games. Um, and, uh, I'm at a point where like, you know, there's multiple points where I'm like, I don't know where to go or what to do next. You just have to basically find your way through all these worlds you've already visited. However, now that you can look at them in 16 bit and of course, because of the time jump, um, a bridge that may have existed when you originally played the game now has like fall, fallen yeah. apart and doesn't exist anymore or, or one has something has been built in its place and so by That's traversing rad. between the time timelines you can access new areas cool it's fucking great there's fun collectibles in it um and upgrades that you can do to your map that make it a like a you know a much easier kind of game to traverse sure uh I've, I love this game. The music rules. Uh, the, my, the messenger did not lie when he told uh, the, the character that. Uh, right, sure. The music is is very very good, and uh, graphically, like, I like I, I fell in love with the eight bit style. So when it when it goes to sixteen bit, it's just like so lush and the color palettes are so so decadent in comparison. Awesome. Um, it's a really really polished game, and it's definitely going to be one of the games that um, you know probably won't win that many game of the year lists but it certainly is going to be one that people talk about for years to come because of you know there plat- good platformers good any platformers are a dime a dozen there's so many excellent ones now but this does something truly unique with the genre and uh, i think if you are a fan of of it like you this is definitely one that you have to check out sure. uh, it's it's fucking tough though yeah um and i've got like you know it's almost like dark souls you might say <laughs> that's right it's a dark souls of uh of ninja based eventual metroidvanias <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i i find this game really really satisfying endlessly entertaining like so many great jokes and uh and it just it's it's a joy to play so another great one from devolver yeah i've put i put a few hours into it um when i was i'd, I'd finished one game or out of yeah, I I was I was in between games and you'd given me the messenger. I was like, oh, I'll jump in on this next. So I've put maybe two to three hours into it, gotten past the first boss. I'm in the catacombs, as was discussed earlier. Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely diving back into it. Yeah, the, soon. The challenge isn't too great in those first few levels, but like yeah, in, the, in some of the later bosses in the eight bit section, I, I was just like like punching myself. But then it reminds me a lot of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze in okay. that it's like. The boss fights take a long time. It's not the classic, like, you know, bop the, bop the enemy three times and it's yeah. dead Mario boss. Yeah. The, the boss levels can last, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You've got to hit some of them, like, 15 to- 50 times with your sword before they die. Yeah. Um, and there's no, like, you know, gauge as to how much health they have left. Sure, um, sure. But, and so, which, is, which I know a lot of people find frustrating. I find it, I just, yeah, I get frustrated, but the, the, it's, the frustration is nothing compared to the satisfaction when I beat it. I think from memory, based on the one bus I've seen, it's one of those things where you don't have the health bar, but you have animation clues. Mm-hmm. Like They the, start flashing towards the, the end yeah, of their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Start looking more raggedy the more you attack them kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I can't wait for more people to play this one because uh, I was... Like, that's the thing when you, when you get... Um, advanced codes. and advanced codes. Like I didn't know anyone else playing this. I'm getting stuck at bosses going like, fuck, I just want to see a YouTube video to see how other people are beating this boss. Cause like, you know, sometimes all you need is a perspective. Sometimes you may just be coming towards a, a fight the wrong way. Sure. So I've like, I'm, I'm really close to the end of this game and I haven't, I've done it all, you know, completely without seeking advice or looking at a guide or a video. 
um, which uh, I'm 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 pretty proud of. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah um, it, it's it's a it's a very good game with some extremely tough boss battles, but uh, I, I think it's is one of the best games that you'll play all, all year. Cool, the messenger, awesome. Yeah, um, we going game for game here. Yeah, man, get into cool. it. Um, what should I talk about next? I'll do I'll do a quick one. Um, this I don't necessarily need to go wildly into depth on, but uh, I think I mentioned it last episode when I was talking about games I was looking at and wanted to get into. Um, I noticed this on the eShop and was intrigued by it, so I bought it in between then and now. It's a game called The Dark Side Detective. Yeah. Um, it's by an Irish uh, dev team and de- dev and published the game uh, called Spooky Doorway. Um, Great name. It is, it's a point-and-click adventure. It's if you, if which is you, your bread and butter, used to be. Used to be. I, it's what I grew up on, essentially, and that's. I think that's what drew me to it because if you loved the the kind of OG LucasArts lineup, like the original Monkey Islands and Day of the Tentacle and those kind of games, it's it's that. It's it's like, yeah, it's it's literally a love letter to those kinds of games. Very kind of pixel art like big blocky pixels kind of thing. Um, you play as Detective McQueen, who's the dark side detective, essentially a member of um, the uh, Twin Lakes police force that is called upon to deal with paranormal and supernatural stuff. Um, it's broken down into, I think there are eight cases over the course of the game. So like the first case is you investigating the disappearance of a girl mm-hmm. and you find out that like, her nanny has been using kind of dark magic to open a portal between worlds and has like shoved this girl into this <laughs> this other world, the dark side it's called. Um, there's another one where you're dealing with like um, a ghost train sitting at the subway station and it's all done with just like a great sense of humor to it. Um, it's, uh, you know, the dialogue's funny, kind of some of the puzzles that you solve are really amusing. Um, you have a sidekick, um, Officer Dooley, who's just, you know, you kind of archetypal idiot policeman sort of thing. Um, yeah, if you like, if you like point and click adventures, if you, if you're a, a, you know, if you remember those old ones very fondly, buy this game. It's like, I think it's less than 20 bucks and just a good time. And they're releasing like like different missions in installments, right? I think they are. I, th- I saw something... The, the final one just came out. Yeah, I saw something today about it coming out, um, which I... Because I think I'd taken it... I'd finished it and then taken it off my machine, off my Switch, because I didn't have an SD card yet and needed space. <laughs> but it turns out it's like... It's a tiny game. It's like 200 megabytes yeah. or something, so it didn't really help. But when I saw that today, I loaded it back on. And I couldn't find it, but maybe... I don't know. Maybe now that it's reloaded... Yeah, they'll, sure. They'll push an update or something like that, but um, yeah, super super short review on that one. But how, how long is it? All up, you could probably I mean eight cases, depending on how good you are at kind of point and click puzzle solving. You could probably knock it over in like four to six hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, makes it more appealing. I I I, I used to love point and click adventures, but I I. I Every time I try and get into one, like I, I can replay Grim, Grim Fandango a million sure, times because it's, sure. they kind of it's still in that realm of, of puzzle adventure. Yeah, but you're not pointing and clicking. Yeah, you are moving a character around and interacting sure, sure. with different things, and you know you're still essentially doing the same thing, but it's not just pointing and clicking. Yeah, um, 
I, I will I will give a shout out to this game that it uses touch controls as well. Yep. Which is great. Um like I I you can use the joysticks to move the cursor around or you can just tap straight on the screen. Um and it's always cool to see developers actually utilize the touch screen. Does this do enough for the genre to make it like a fun way to play in 2018? Or is it just settling into a like a warm warm bed that yeah, you've slept in many times before? I mean for me it's definitely that nostalgia thing. Yep. But I think they they can't all be platformers, Levens. <laughs> we can damn well try, John. Yeah. Um, cool. Go. Uh, okay. I feel like I should talk about one that isn't a platformer. So I'll talk about a fighting game. <gasps> um, I played Blade Strangers, which is a new 2D fighting game. <laughs> Blade Strangers. <laughs> dun, dun. Um, published by one of my favorite um, publishers, uh, Nicholas. And this is actually uh, developed by Studio Saizenzin, which also gave us uh, Code of Princess EX, which is another fighting game that um, I played... Uh, this month as well, um, okay. that, that they re-released. It's a, it was initially for 3DS. Um, it's a Japanese uh, uh, game developed by Masaki Yuko, um, and uh, it's like a, it's a not so much a fighter. It's more of like a, a, a hack and slash beat 'em up kind of game, okay. a brawler. Um, and uh, all the characters are extremely well endowed. It's very very uh, like pervy Japanese, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Like, beautifully animated, but you still feel like a big creep. You sure? Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so a lot of the characters from Code of Princess, which is a game that I found, like, oddly slow, considering the kind of game that you expect from, a um, uh, like, a, a beat-em-up, side-scrolling beat-em-up. It, 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 everything is, like, the input is, like, a little bit slower than you want. You want it to be, like, this, like, very satisfying hack, 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 slash, yeah. slash, slash. But, uh, yeah, the, the way it moves around the space. I don't know, I just found it, like weirdly frustrating a kind of game that i want i could maybe play if i turned the volume down and just didn't really look at the screen and watch watch something else you know so not not a very good uh sure. yeah uh, uh review but I, I i didn't give it too much time i was just like maybe this name is not for me uh so i went in uh to coda princess not sorry to blade strangers which is the next game made by the same developer um a little bit trepidatiously mainly though i was excited because this uh is a like an basically an indie fighting game okay um, and uh, it features uh, a lot of characters from Code of Princess um, fighting alongside some characters from a franchise called um, Umehara Kawase, which right. is a, uh, a platformer, a Japanese platform game uh, starring a young uh, sushi chef um, who has to basically like uh, like go around this weird world and, and kill animals to make sushi out of them. Okay. Um, it's like a cult platformer series. Um, and... Uh, then there are much better known uh, indie games. Uh, you have Shovel Knight is in this. Awesome. Isaac from The Binding of Isaac. Um, you've got um, Curly Brace and Quote from Cave Story. Cool. Uh, and Gunvolt from the Gunvolt series as well. Plus a couple of original characters made for the game. Sweet. Um, so I was extremely excited. This is a massive Cave, cave Story stand and Shovel Knight fan as well. I was like, fuck yeah, getting to play as them is going to be amazing. Um, and uh, Curly Brace in particular plays really, really well. Um, but what's cool about this is that like this looks like a, uh, like, you know, it's a, it's a beautifully animated um, fighting game that makes you feel like, like kind of like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 kind of vibes, except okay. it's a bit more like, uh, like, cell animated right um it's it's uh, it's a very unique uh, animated style probably not everyone's cup of tea i love it i think it looks amazing um but the this is the kind of fighting game that you would expect like a japanese fighting game to have like 
<coughs> all the maps, special moves mapped to combos. Okay. Which I, I'm so bad at remembering, especially when you want to play as lots of different characters to get a feel for the game. Um, that's why I've never really connected with uh, a Street Fighter since the SNES era. Sure. Because uh, sure. I just, you know, I can't remember all the moves. I, I don't think in my very checkered or patchy history of playing fighting games, I don't think I've ever learned a combo. Right. I've never learned, I've never successfully done a Hadouken. Well, so this uh, takes uh, a leaf out of Smash Brothers' book, and everyone has the same moves, but each button combination does different right so you know what i'm trying to say so basically it's like you have like a you have an a move a b move you have a directional plus a move a other direction plus a move left and b left and a up and down like you have all these different attacks and sure. but they all do they're all different for each character but essentially it's the same move buttons set. exactly yeah. same move set for every character they just they, they, they produce different moves sure um it is immensely satisfying playing this game the single player campaign is like pretty simple and fun mm-hmm. it's kind of just fun just burning through not really not a very challenging uh, uh, story campaign and then going on and playing I've even been playing this game online which is something I never do Whoa. and uh, and getting owned a little bit but kind of holding my own um, I really love playing as Curly Brace who is a character that um, uh, has a ton of guns sure which is a fun way to change up, you know, some of the other characters, obviously Shovel Knight has his shovel and uh, he has some moves that like, you know, whenever he hits you, like suddenly like jewels, like 8-bit jewels will scatter everywhere like the game. Amazing. Um, it's really good. It has like, you know, um, uh, like kind of as you build up a meter and which you use for special moves, if, if you let it build up over time with each hit and you release it, it like it'll do like a really big and crazy, super damaging move. Amazing. Um, Curly cool. Braces brings in a bunch of um, 8-bit characters from Cave Story to help take it down. It's man, it's really fun. Isaac uh, attacks with all of the, um, you know, weird gross shit from, from Binding of Isaac. Fetuses and, and whatnot. Uh, and... He he and uh, quote from Cave Story don't talk, but Isaac is kind of narrated from the narrator character from Binding of Isaac, okay. which is really fun. Um, <clears throat> the plot of the story campaign is really weird. Like a bunch of computers accidentally have all of these different people from different worlds travel to the same area. Um, okay, like it's like a bunch of like like as in like 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 compute like PCs talking right, to sure. each other. Very strange, okay. but <laughs> kind of added to it. But I just I look. I loved how simple this was to play, but how much depth there were if there is if you want to get into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're someone that's kind of scared of of, of fighting games but loves Smash Brothers like me, um, this is a, a perfect game for you. It's, cool. And especially if you're a fan of uh, of any of the franchises that they've pulled characters from, um, they all look amazing, and uh, the voice acting is all in Japanese um, with uh, with subtitles. Um, and uh, I have like like some criticisms. I don't think there's that much. Replayability in terms of single player stuff is definitely okay. a fun. It's just mostly a fun fighter to play with others. That's I think with any of games like that, the the single player is not there to be replayed. It's just there to introduce new people to the game. Yeah, I mean I, I've I've played through it enough to unlock all of the characters. Yeah, um, which is fun, um, and it is a good way to introduce yourself before you you know embarrass yourself in front of people sure. online. Get pwned. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a shame that I don't like the backgrounds anywhere near as much as the characters themselves, okay. um, especially like you would think there would be a lot more references to the series that the characters are from in the, sure. in the, in their stages, but there, there aren't. 
Right, they're just kind of generic sort of stages. Yeah, like they have like there are small references, but it's like right. it, 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 and it's all three D rendered, which I don't think looks as good as the actual two yeah. uh, D animation that you're fighting as. Yeah, um, yeah, but I highly recommend Blade Strangers. Uh, cool. A really, really good fighter. I wasn't expecting to be like like good at this game at all, but um, I found it really easy to pick up and and uh, learn all the moves for each of the characters. Uh, yeah, I give it a big thumbs up. Hell yeah. Blade Good on, well done, Nicholas. Hey, nice one. Um, next one I'm going to talk about, I have mixed feelings for. Oh, boy. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I think we mostly talk about stuff that we really liked on this, but I still think it's it's necessary to talk about this game. Um, I'm talking about Prison Architect. It was one of the shadow drops. It was one of the shadow drops. Um, you sent me a code for this. Yep. Um which you you were kind of like, hey, you got any interest in playing Prison Architect? And I think I said something like, eh, I wasn't planning on buying it, which was my polite way of going, no. Um, you were like, oh, buying it. Pff, here's a code. And when you sent the code, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to play it now. Um, so Prison Architect is a building and management sim. Um, where you don't have to as, play it. I'll save you. What you no, it's, I, 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 I felt... I should essentially, <laughs> and look, I was. It was one of those things where I'm like, try it, just at least try it. Like, don't you know, don't don't stick to preconceived notions, man. <laughs> um, as you can guess, Prison Architect is a building management sim about building prisons. Um, I have played through most of the kind of. It's got a five chapter single player campaign, which kind of functions as a tutorial. Um, and each kind of chat, like the, the four chapters I've played introduce you to different elements of the game. And it is, if you like building and management sims, it's really granular. Like there's a real level of kind of control over details you have over the prisons you build, like from setting guard patrols to like determining how many prisoners get to actually work in the prison in like the kitchen and stuff like that. Just really, like, you can go into some serious detail on how you want to run a prison. Um, my mixed feelings come from... I don't necessarily want to build a prison. <laughs> <laughs> you should have thought of that like, before you started playing. No, no, no I, wanted, I wanted to try it out. And it's just, it's like, there's there's a vague kind of story that runs through the single-player campaign where... Like, your first tutorial is the warden of... Because you've kind of... You're working with prisons that are already built in the first four chapters of the tutorial. And the first one is your, your the warden goes like, Hey, we've got a prisoner in death row, so we need you to build an execution chamber. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel great about doing that, man. And so I kind of like... I thought, can I build a roller coaster? Yeah, exactly. It's just anything else. Like, can I zone something for commercial use instead, please? Um, so I kind of followed through. And then, like, there's, there, when you finish this execution chamber and it's kind of like, as you sort of you sort of finish building it, the warden goes like, okay, so you can go to the prisoner's room and click on, like, a snapshot there to, to start the execution. Or what? you can, like, you can put in a nicer floor in the execution chamber and, like, a TV in the cell attached to the execution chamber so the prisoner has, like, a bit of a nicer time there. And you can put, like, lights on the path to the execution chamber. And I'm sitting there just going, like, I'm putting all that shit in. I want, like, I'm already feeling bad about this. This guy's getting the best execution ever. 
And then as you kind of like, as you kick off the execution thing, there's like a conversation between the warden of the prison and the priest of the prison where the priest is like, who are we to play the ultimate judge of this man? Like, who's to say that... A You're soul selling me on this game. Who's I'm to gone. say that a soul can't be redeemed? And the warden's there going, like, I will sleep safer knowing this guy is dead. And I'm just like, this is fucking heavy. What the fuck? Um, so... so and there's and that's there's there's not a drop of humor in any of this. We're, oh, really? We're yeah, laughing, right. but it's okay. all played extremely straight. I'd say because of the um the 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 art style, the characters kind of look like cyanide and happiness they're, characters. They're very kind of it's very cutesy, sort of like little cartoony avatars. But then they have like like in that first one, they they do a cutscene that recreates the crime that got the guy this death penalty, and it's like. He, he found out his wife's having an affair and, like, goes home and shoots her and, like, the person they were cheating with. Which then links to the next story, because the guy that got shot was, like, the son of a mob boss <laughs> who's in the prison, the next prison you play. Like, they link all the, kind of, these stories together. This sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you like building and management sims? That's the thing. What if, it, what if I- this is, like, prison flipper? <laughs> yeah, well, you have to clean the prison and then you sell it. <laughs> that was funnily enough. That was the fifth chapter. So I like I I enjoyed playing the first four chapters because they were very set. Kind of, I was dealing with already built prisons that had very set goals. Like, okay, this next one, there's been a riot in like one thing. There's been a riot in the prison that's just like, so you need to send in SWAT teams and stuff to take control back of the prison and then rebuild the prison essentially because they've destroyed a lot of it and like you know build a solitary confinement wing to punish the the people who masterminded the riots like right very very kind of guided gameplay i then hit the fifth level or the fifth and final chapter of the tutorial where it's like this old prison is being demolished to make way for a new prison you're building the new prison have fun and so it's just i got this big patch of empty ground and it does have like it has things I need to do where it's like build a cell block, build a canteen, build a kitchen, build a this, build a that. But I kind of like, I got to that level and went, I don't. And it's just, it, it would literally be the same with a roller coaster tycoon or a SimCity or anything like that, which is I don't have a plan in my head for this stuff. Right. Like I can take an already existing plan and refine it to make it better. But I can't sit down and go like, this is how I want It goes my- back to the yeah, creation tool. Yeah, exactly. Software this stuff, this yeah. is how I want my prison to look kind of thing. <laughs> like, I don't have a prison in my head. Um, that's not just like... And don't get me wrong. This is not a criticism of the game. This is just... It was me stepping outside my comfort zone um, to play this title. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that Switch has a game like this on it. Like, it's very important that they have the breadth of kind of genres Definitely, that yeah. will include something like building and management sims. Because as far as I'm aware, it's like, there's no SimCity on there. There's no Rollercoaster Tycoon. There's none of those more traditional... Jurassic Park game didn't come through. Exactly. Yeah. There's none of those more traditional kind of ones. And so it, it's cool to have it there. Those games are so good portable. I don't understand why yeah. there aren't way more. Um, so don't get, me, don't get me wrong. What I've told you so far is purely me saying I'm not in my comfort zone. I do have gripes, though. Mm-hmm. One gripe I have is that... The AI for building in the game seems to be patchy. Right. Like, you kind of... Because, you know, as I was playing through these tutorials, I'd, like, 
you know, go, okay, make this big building and then put these walls in the building and then put these things in, you know, put these pipes here, put these things there. And it would feel like occasionally the workers would get most of that stuff done, but there'd be like gaps in walls or they wouldn't have installed a bed in... They've installed every other bed that I've told them to put in except one. And I could never figure out if it's like, am I just waiting for materials or is there a problem with where I'm trying to build or anything like that. So I had some... Because there's one... There's one of the tutorial missions where it's like, 40 prisoners are about to arrive. You need to build a cell block big enough to hold all of them. And so I'd have like... 35 of 40 cells ready... But five wouldn't be ready because there's gaps in the wall that I've told the workers to build, but they just don't seem to do it. Right. So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's just bad AI. What are you paying them bad. an hour? <laughs> um, oh no, probably five bucks. Do they get, dent- seems, do they get dental? This seems to be set in America, <laughs> so like absolute pittance. Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, there was also one or two missions, like I think the third mission of the five in the tutorials that involves the prison riot I get the feeling it's buggy because there would be like I had to restart that mission three times to get through it because I'd run up against times where like okay it feels like it should have triggered the next cutscene but it hasn't Uh, I don't know why it hasn't like there was one where it's where I'm having to take back control of all the cell blocks there are no rioting prisoners everybody's been subdued they're either dead or unconscious Again, great, cool. Yeah, heavy game, but it would just it would just not register one of the cell blocks as being safe. Oh, so right. I had to like quit out, clear my save game. That's frustrating. Started again. Yeah, like, yeah. It just after a while, I was like, "Fuck's sake, just let me fucking finish this." Um, and then my final gripe, and this is maybe not as big, but touch controls would be great for this game. Oh, I th- and it doesn't have yeah, touch right. control. Sure. Like even if it's just even if it's something as simple as swiping around the screen. You can only use joysticks. And it just it was one of those things where it's like, it's so intuitive to use touch controls here. I don't know why you haven't done it. Maybe it's coming in a later update or something like that. But for the moment, it doesn't have it. And it should- not, not, not a deal breaker, but just like, huh, that's a weird thing to overlook. So it, <clears throat> if you like building and management sims, definitely cop this if you're a Switch player. Um, if the uh, moral... Quandaries, quandaries around the concept of imprisoning people make you slightly uncomfortable. Maybe don't play this game. Sound, sound advice. I had, I had a, just a quick uh, little buggy game as well. Yeah, uh, a game I was looking forward to. Uh, a platformer, would you believe, oh, uh, called Semblance? Okay, which was uh, made by a South African game development uh, studio called Niamakop, um, and uh, it's out on Switch and uh, PC. And in this game, you uh, essentially play a blob, um, similar to like uh, the end of the world or whatever that game was. The end is nigh. Is it the the Nicholas game or uh, or Super Meat Boy? I guess. And uh, in the, like as you move around the, the 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 world, you can kind of like if it, like jump and stomp into the ground, and then as you the momentum in which you push yourself down then moves the rest of the stage up, so you can kind of create steps for yourself to move up okay or like you can push yourself into a wall and that'll create a groove in the wall and then you can jump into that groove then jump up and do it again and kind of that's how you move up and down a really cool idea yeah um i kept getting like stuck in walls and uh like just like really really frustrating things like yeah just 
repeatedly uh, throughout levels. So and I, I couldn't tell if it was like buggy or like maybe this wasn't the physics of this game weren't mm. as well thought out as uh, as uh, as it looks in the trailer. I don't sure. Know. Yeah. So a disappointing game from from semblance. Yeah. Um, I played a game that I did not expect to love as much as I did. I certainly did not expect it to be as hard as it was. Uh, it's called Flat Heroes. Okay. And uh, this is like this is a game that my wife like made fun of me for playing, my wife. and and actually like questioned whether or not video games were an okay form of entertainment because she saw me playing a game in which you play as a square. A green square being attacked by triangles. Did she see you playing the Code of Princess with the like <laughs> the big the old mad cans? the big old honkers? Yeah, no. that's uh, fine. But the square, <laughs> the story in that. <laughs> um, but yes, the Flat Heroes is like an absolutely like simplified platformer. Okay, uh, caught by by parallel circles um, is the dev, um, and uh, it is it's really stylized. Um, it's really, really tight. Um, it just looks like just so basic. Sure. You're, you're a shape jumping on other shapes, escaping other shapes. Right. Um, and uh, every... All the levels, it's like really, really great pick up and play mechanic. Like um, the first... You'll, you'll breeze through like the first 15 levels. Every 15 levels, you get a boss. Sure. Um, and... Uh, all you can do pretty much is jump. You stick to walls, as you, and you can kind of jump up in that way. If you if you hold if you hold the joystick against the wall, you'll, yeah. you'll stay stuck to it. Um, and then one button, the only you have like a it's not so much attack as it's a like a you kind of release energy around you. And if someone's like heading towards you, you can that, that'll like if you release energy, it'll either make them explode or have them be pushed away in the opposite sure. direction. Um, it's a one-hit kill game, right? So uh, pretty easy to die repeatedly, but as soon as you die, you respawn immediately. Okay. Um, the hazards are like fast and 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 non-stop in parts, but mm-hmm. the most challenges should only take you like ten seconds to kind of get through. But cool. it'll take you five minutes to complete the perfect ten-second run. It, um, that's like Celeste. It'll- yeah, I mean, I love that. Just that little. I mean. The, the the just the, the the small boost the energy kind of release the just that small like attack almost yeah. changes things so much because I'm so used to platformers like this where you don't have an attack sure you just it's just all about you just not hitting things just while, run yeah exactly yeah. and I liked that 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 kind of that changed the way I played a lot because you can be a little bit aggressive towards smaller shapes as they attack you okay um, there's so many weird different hazards and it's really good at teaching you what to do in different situations. And then eventually throwing all the hazards that you've met in those in the last fourteen worlds at you at once, right? And because you've you know learned how to dodge them all one at a time, it's just like you know putting your skills to to, to it's, use. It's classic gameplay design. Uh, so there's like three hundred levels, and I think okay. I I've done like you know uh, in between one fifty and two hundred of them. Uh, okay. It's it's a really really enjoyable game. So much like I, I look up the, look at the trailer. I think because I saw the trailer, I was like that actually looks really sick. And uh, gameplay-wise, it is it's a very pure, basic, like raw game. Yeah, uh, I, I loved it. Okay, Flat Heroes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is the last of the ones that I went fairly deep into this month, and which is interesting because I've only just picked it up yesterday <laughs> or the day before. Um, 
And it's one we mentioned earlier on. It's the Shatter Shatter Drop. Drop. Shatter Drop. Uh, Into the Breach, which, um, as we said, has just been getting entries on best games of the year list so far. And i got to say, I now understand why. Um, so Into the Breach, for those of you unfamiliar with it, uh, essentially the, the story is that the Earth is being attacked by this race of possibly aliens, but definitely monsters called the Vec. Yep. Um, and your job, you play this... You, you control three kind of mechs. And each... each like you're tasked with protecting a series of islands and each island has various areas in it that you have to defend. Um, and it's sort of like each area is represented as like an isometric, almost like chessboard. Sure. With various like terrain and buildings and, you know, other, other sort of environmental things on it. Um, uh, and the kind of, the, the wrinkle of it, like it's, it's something you got to play to really understand, but so these monsters can like each of these areas. You'll have sort of a, a, a what's the word like a mission that you need to do, like protect the hospital or right. you know uh, b- destroy the dam to create a river that stops the monsters from coming in. That kind of thing. Sure. And so each you know you control your three mechs and you you attack these aliens. While they're attacking, they can also attack the buildings in the level. And if they destroy a building, then it takes... You've got a power bar at the top, and it takes your power bar down by one. Right. If your power bar reaches zero, you can the, the world can essentially no longer protect itself from these aliens. But it does this interesting thing where it goes... If you have any pilots from your mechs still left alive, they travel back in time <laughs> to the start of the game. What? So... It's like I in a game I was playing recently. I'd managed to like get one of my pilots to the max level because you can level up your pilots as you go with experience points. I managed to like get a max level pilot, and so you just send that guy back in time, and it gives you like a better standing for your next run through the oh, game. That's so cool. Um, to the game or through the next level? Through the through the game because you literally go back to the start of the game, but you've got this like pumped up oh, character, right? And then the thing is, it's like playing the next game that character then died and I was like god damn it I've had this guy for so long fuck um, so it's not so much like linear level stuff it's just you are playing yeah it's like each each of the islands you go to has a variety of zones as you finish zones you unlock new ones once there are only three zones left unlocked uh, there'll be like an earthquake those those leftover zones will be locked off and you have to go back to the original HQ zone to do a boss kind of battle whoa um the thing that was really the thing that's awesome about this game is the combat itself is almost like when I first started playing I was I was doing the typical thing of well I've got these mechs they have attacks I should attack all these monsters and I was just dying very early on in each of the things right but the thing is each like your mechs might have a thing where, like there's one mech that can punch and it doesn't necessarily uh, it might like it causes a little bit of damage, but what it does is move a monster, and so at the start of each at the start of each like turn, or the enemy like your enemies will spawn or come out of, up out of the ground and they'll sort of move to where they're going and then go okay attack this way, and then the next time the monsters have a turn they'll perform that attack, 
but while like in between when it's your turn you can kind of use your weapons to move the monsters around so it might be like a monster is going to attack a building but you can punch the monster so it moves one square over and will just attack a, a mountain instead or it will attack another monster that you've moved it into the path of kind of thing so rather than it being about like just brute attacking it almost turns into this like chess game where you're looking at like what everyone on the board is doing and how you can disrupt that action and turn them against each other or negate what they're going to do by pushing them somewhere else and it's just you you wind up with these great things where like one monster will wipe out two other like oh, another monster so which then wipes out another monster and it does all this kind of like domino effect thing and when you nail something like that your brain just soaks itself in happy juice like it's so like uh, what are God. they what are they called what's the what are you what, like uh serotonin your brain just like dumps serotonin because it's like you're a legend that was awesome like learning learning to play this game has been like i've talked a lot about learning to play games this episode like salt and sanctuary particularly but learning to learning how into the breach works and how to play it properly has just been some of the most rewarding feeling gameplay I've had. And you're one day in. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, as as I said, you know, feeling this kind of like understanding the tactics of it and seeing that kind of unlock is just like, oh my God, this is incredible. I totally understand now why everyone loves this game. Have you played many tactics games in the past? <laughs> Would you define something like Mario vs. Rabbit as tactics? Yeah, definitely. I've played like... Wasteland 2 counts, XCOM, count, XCOM 2 counts, yeah, yeah. That count, or XCOM, one of the yeah. XCOMs counts. I've played a fair few of them, sure. Um, but this is like, this distills that into like, because it's not, because something like a Mario Rabbids, I'm guessing, or definitely an XCOM or something like that, it is play until all your opponents are dead. Sure. With this, it'll be like, you have six or seven rounds. So it's not about destroying and and monsters spawn every round so it's not about destroying all your enemies it's just about surviving and directing enemy actions to just keep everything like keep them from harming you or the environment that sounds so cool yeah yeah so it's just like it's great that feeling of like last round cool no one's touched anything i haven't lost any energy points all my mechs are fine like and then they just crawl back into the ground after that, and boom, you finish the level. And that's that's the other thing. Like these, each of these encounters is so short that it's very easy to just be like, I "Got it, got to do another one, got to do it." Like there's there's no almost fatigue in it. Yeah, that sounds unreal. Yeah, I right, can't wait. I've got it on my on my Switch. One of the many games I'm going to try and play in the next month, mm. which is also going to be fucking insane. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, Into the Breach is definitely high on my list. Um, so uh, I've got a couple more. Um, before we go into just a few follow-ups I, from last month, just quickly, I apologize for happy juice. It's I'm, I'm it's considering. Late. I can't remember serotonin or dopamine. Dopamine, thank you. That's the other one. Um, I uh, I was gonna say like, what's the one that pills takes from you? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, I was we, we could potentially call this episode "Drench Your Brain in Happy Juice." <laughs> um, uh, I I played a game called Road to Ball Halla. Okay. Did you hear about this game? I have. I've heard of it. I don't. I'm not familiar. I played this. I, I picked it up because it reminded me a lot of Death Squared, in okay. that it is a like a, a simplified uh, shape puzzle movement game with uh, dialogue that makes fun of you as you play the game. 
uh, in Death Squared, it is uh, like two people watching you yeah. uh, as you play and making fun of you when you fuck up. Yeah. This game taunts you through text as you. So basically, this game is like a, uh, a labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, where you like a like a marble maze okay. where you have to tilt. Um, basically, you 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 control a ball, a sphere right. that moves through a space through all kinds of different hazards, and you got to collect little gems along the way. Sure, you get rated ranked at the end of each level by um, uh, how many gems and how many times you died, and like yeah, it's 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 pretty simple in that way. But the the charm of this game comes from. Uh, at least in the tutorial section, I've gotten somewhat of the way through the tutorial section, but there's still a little bit of text throughout it. Um, basically, it, it there's like sentences written along the, the the stage as you roll along that kind of like guides you in the right direction, or like gives you tips as to what potential hazards will try and do to you, or mm-hmm. what different switches will do, and uh, it'll like trick you into going someplace, or it'll be like you know this is a dead end, and then you still go down down, and it's like we tried to tell you it was a dead end. Why did you keep walking all the way? Um, and I think yeah, that the the the, the charm of that. Is the main appeal of this game? That seems weirdly um, like Stanley Parable. There's definitely there's yes, a section absolutely. in Stanley Parable where it's like, "Why are you walking down here? I told you not to." Do yeah, that. and that 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 was really really appealing. Um, it ups the challenge significantly, where it was less about um, getting through uh, an area with heaps of different hazards and more about like, "Oh shit, something is chasing you. You have to get through." You have to move through this labyrinth as quickly as possible without falling off the edge while something enormous chases you and it's really hard to collect all the things. Sure. Which is like, you know, like, like, like an almost like time-based right. challenge um, that took away... I actually enjoyed it a lot as an ex- explore, explore, yeah. exploratory experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's still still really cool. It just uh, it was it became a lot more stressful um, in like pretty early on in the game and yeah. I was like oh, I don't need this right now right if I'm gonna get stressed I want a gun <laughs> <laughs> for some reason that title just makes me think it's like a a brawler of be- like of basketball playing Vikings yeah trying yeah, totally. to get to heaven road to ball hello yeah. Yeah, yeah no it's, it's it's a cool game and definitely cool. worth checking out especially if you you enjoy Death Squared nice I think uh, there are a lot of similarities there um, uh, final game um, that I'm going to talk about is uh, a game that was made by the guy who made Cave Story, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, created by Daisuke um, Amaya, a.k.a. Pixel. Um, and uh, this uh, is a game called Caro Blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Caro Blaster, you are a frog working for a teleporter company called Cat and Frog. Um, and you start with a really like underpowered weapon. Um, and basically, you have to go through all these different worlds and clean the teleporters um, because they're all malfunctioning because of these weird black monsters that are like like attacking the, the teleporters. So mm-hmm. you basically have to go through this hazard-filled world with all these weird enemies um, and you upgrade your, uh, your, your, your weapons along the way and you get all these fun, creative, weird weapons um, that you can then level up um, throughout as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you clean the teleporters and basically like, you know, you, the, the, the worlds keep getting weirder and weirder. There's an amazing, once you've like cleaned all the teleporters, it's then like get the train home, but the train's also infested with monsters. So you have to work your way from one end of the train to the other. Awesome. And then there's a boss fight featuring someone who's in a train behind you attacking you. Um, it is so fucking good. Yeah. It's like really, really simple pixel, uh, graphics, um, you know, even more, basic than than cave story was okay um but 
it's such a satisfying experience. And where Cave Story is like around the like 15, 25 hour mark, this is like a three hour oh, mark that immediately like unlocks a, a, a new game plus mode that if I probably will go back and play this at one point, sure. uh, which is an immensely satisfying, fun game. The last, the last boss is so difficult. Um, but, and, and I was like a, a real, uh, air puncher when I, when I, when I beat yeah. it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, Pixel is such a, a legend in the indie game scene. I think Cave Story is definitely the game that everyone knows him from, but he's done lots of like really small games. Um, and uh, and this is uh, somewhere in the middle, a medium game yeah. made by Pixel. Um, it's beautiful, um, and uh, the gameplay is addictive. I, I smashed this out in one day. Yeah, um, it was so enjoyable, and just like game that I couldn't put down. I couldn't wait to see what weird world I'd be t- taken to next, and the bizarre dialogue that you get treated to um, when you uh, when you finish a level. <clears throat> when you die, you wake up in a hospital bed, um, and then it's like you know, are you ready to take on your challenge again? And it's like, yep, and it sends you back into that world. At one point, you get given like a coat, and the coat allows you to take one hit, but it just okay. is a nice looking coat. So you're sure. just you're a frog in a coat with a gun. <laughs> Um, it's fucking great. It's like, it's, it's his kind of tribute to like a Contra style of game. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, where, where there's just like an onslaught of enemies that you've just got to gun down. But, uh, man, it's, it's a really, really good game. And, uh, like, I think I must play for indie game fans. Okay. Especially fans of like old school shooters, um, like shoot 'em ups. Yeah. Um, it's just so much love and care has gone into this like beautifully intricate, pa- um, package that like tells this cute little story and it's just so satisfying when you finish. Yeah. I think you'd love it actually, okay. Caro Blaster. It's 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 a, it's amazingly inventive. It was made in uh in 24 it released first released in 2014. It was meant to come to 3DS but never did. Um so yeah, it was really cool to see it ported uh to the Switch um last week. Cool. Um I wasn't expecting I I just I it showed up on on the um on the on the eShop, I had no idea it was coming. I was like, "Hold on a minute," Wait, and then looked. The and I was Caro like, Blaster? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I fucking loved it. Caro Blaster, like, like probably, like probably hard pressed, like to say, I yeah, probably my favorite game that I played in the last month. Cool. I was actually going to say, what are your out of everything you've talked about? What are your like must plays? Must plays. Caro Blaster, obviously. Caro Blaster, absolutely. Um, Iconoclasts and the Messenger. Dope. I would say. Into the Breach, uh, Donut County. Oh, of course, Donut County. Yeah. And um, I'll jump on the Messenger as well. I think that's shaping up to be a really cool game. Yeah. But it's Salt, Salt and Sanctuary is not a, a must-play? Uh, look, it's 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 one of those things where if you're into that kind of game, like, I think there are games that transcend tastes and are just so well-made and amazing that, like, everyone should play it. Mm-hmm. I think if you're into, like... RPGs that that make you work for you know make you work for the story, uh, you know great combat in it that kind of thing. If you're into that, definitely 100% play Salt and Sanctuary. It's great to have it on the Switch, um, but it's not a game that I'd be like everybody needs to play this game kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, that was a big episode. Well, I mean, we're still... I, I was going to say that I started playing Crossing Souls and Not a Hero, two of the yeah. uh, other Devolver games oh, that yep, came to yep. Switch for, as part of um, the summer of Devolver. And uh, I I, love, I like Crossing Souls a lot more than I was expecting to like it. Um, the first so- hour was so slow and yeah. very much like an adventure game. But then when I realized, oh, wait, this is like a brawler game. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. There's some really fun ideas in there. And the story is good. It just... Uh, 
I'm, if you have to, I have to be in, in the mood yeah, for, course, for, for a story-based game on Switch. Yeah. I just want to, when I pick up my Switch, I just want to leap into the action straight sure, away. Sure, sure, sure. I get yeah. very, uh, I feel uh, that. I'm, I'm not very patient. Yeah. Um, and, uh, not yeah. a hero. Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to finish Crossing Souls. I definitely sure. enjoy, enjoyed it that much. Yeah. Um, and then Not a Hero, um, which is a game, I don't know if we've talked about it much on the show before. No, no, I don't think we have. 2D shooter, um, where you like, you, uh, you you're, do you're, missions you're for like a, a, hit, a president. No, you're you're a hitman for this character called like this giant Mr. Bunny. sort of per, rabbit person called Bunny Lord. Bunny Lord, that's right. Um, who's running for mayor, and he's kind of using you to like clear up crime in the town because his platform that he's running on is like no more crime. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun. I just think it's like really easy to compare this game to Broforce, which is another game that Devolver Digital, Digital publishes. And will be out next month. Yep, on Switch, um, which I love. I just think oh. that game is superior to Not A Hero in every way, shape, and form. It looks better. It plays better. The structure of the levels are better. This just feels like, <clears throat> like, a, like a more primitive version of that. I agree. I think the one thing I really love with Not A Hero... <laughs> which has nothing to do with the gameplay is Bunny Lord himself. Sure. Like I think they do they they procedurally generate his dialogue. Oh, I did not know that. That's so I, cool. Which I think like it's almost like like a Mad Lib essentially, but just the way it's like you know, so go into that building and shoot those guys and then we'll go drink cool milkshakes. Like just <laughs> weird stuff like that, like shoot them in their knees and then we'll have pie. Like just weird stuff like that. Anything with Anything involving with Bunny Lord in it, I'd just be like, this is... Okay. Yes, keep talking. Knowing that that's procedurally generated makes me like it so much more. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I, I was like, this is just weirdly random. I can't confirm, but it just feels that... Like, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Um, I don't know how hard you want to Google that, but... That's, that's, your, that's your homework for the next right. episode. Confirm right. that for, for our dear listeners. Um, Even though this episode's for you. Oh, confirm yes. Confirm the, the next episode's for them. Yeah, confirm it for me. Um... <laughs> What else did I... Uh, I dabbled with um, Owlboy this month, which is shaping up to be great. Really mm-hmm. enjoying that. Yep. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I, I, I don't play Iconoclast and Owlboy at the same time as each other. I think those two games will benefit from being the sole focus. A bit of distance between them? No, no, no. As in, like, don't don't go from one to the don't other and back and forth. forth. Yeah, because yeah. like, I think the, the, the story is really good on both of those yeah. games. Um, and you don't want to forget little moments between yeah. certain characters. Of course. Um, playing catch-up, I've been playing Golf Story, which I really like. Um, I think they could do uh, a slightly better job in explaining all the kind of mechanics of how to play golf in the game. Right. Um, which they have, you know, you, you deal with various people who tell you, like, do this this way, do this that way kind of thing. Um, and I'm I'm just kind of like, now that I'm moving on to some of the more difficult courses, it'll be like, oh, I wish there was sort of a refresher that taught me, like, that combined a lot of the stuff together and showed right, me how sure. the mechanics interact. Um, I do love all the little kind of like it's it's subtle but there are all these like little australian touches to the dialogue oh, yeah, which is understandable because yep. it's it's all made the food in, in it as well yeah <clears throat> yeah um and one thing that i find hilarious is 
it it does that thing that I think a lot of older RPGs, which it's modeled on, does, which is most of the characters are dicks. Yes, like so good because it's because there's no sort of facial animation or anything like that. They need to go really over the top with the dialogue, and so so many of the other characters just come across as these like absolute raving assholes, <laughs> um, which I thought was really funny. And one other one that I've played for a little bit over the course of this month. And we talked a little bit about it in the last episode. Because you, had, you hadn't played it yet. I hadn't played it. It was yeah. downloading as we were recording yeah. the last episode. Um, you were unimpressed by it. Uh, I'm talking about Pool Panic. Uh, from Adult Swim. From Adult Swim. Um, it looks amazing. It, it breaks my heart. It's not a good game. It's just... The, it's, it's so shit to play. Yeah. I hate the game. It's the, the, almost... It's, it's like I was saying last time. Like It either needs to devote itself to being a cartoonish version of Pool... Or it needs to move more towards being a proper like have have the thing where like the balls run around, but like when you go to shoot, have the camera pan to above the table so you can actually see all the ball. Like, because I'd go like, okay, I want to make a kind of cross cross area shot and try pot this one. Oh, the camera zoomed right into my cue ball. I can't see shit. I don't know what the fuck's going I on. I also hate the controls. I decided. Yeah. Because I, 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 I was like, because I love Adult Swim. I love the art style of the yeah. game. I love the idea of that game. I kept trying the to e- give it time. The execution. Just I played some of the party horrible. games as well. Okay. If you've done any of that, that like, I was like, oh, maybe they'll be more fun. They're not. They're not. That's yeah. just, the controls are dog shit. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a good idea gone sour, essentially. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe it did find... Maybe I don't know. I just, I don't know, I just hate the controls. I mean, yeah. Maybe if they retooled the controls, I would like that game. I just really don't like it. But I also don't know how I would fix it. That's that's when I was playing it. That was it was what I was saying before. You either it it tries to straddle being a proper pool game and a weird cartoony experience. Yep. Like, and there's no. It doesn't sit well in between those two. Like, choose one and go more in that direction. Like, I think you could make it a more standard pool game and not lose some of the wacky elements or i think you could take out some of the kind of serious pool stuff and make it a better game it just doesn't where it is right now it's not good anyway i'm i'm not gonna play it again what games are you gonna play in the next month john um well i mean a lot of stuff i need to complete but I was looking at the coming soon section of the eShop the other day and there are some really fucking good titles coming in September. Fun hack. If you go to nintendo.com slash games slash coming dash soon, mm. it's a up list, uh, always updated list of all of the upcoming uh, titles. So what's got me excited, I think these are all coming out in September. Um, the Gardens Between, which we discussed yep. earlier in this episode. Planet Alpha, which I think I mentioned on our big E3 wrap-up episode, but it's like a side-scrolling platform slash adventure game uh where you are a astronaut on this weird planet mm-hmm. um looks incredible i'll try post a trailer bro force is coming out next month yep uh which i haven't finished i played on pc i haven't finished so i want to i finished it on ps4 i loved it but it got it got janky as fuck towards the end and i wonder if they've patched that hopefully especially for switch um <laughs> I feel like I feel like when we oh, release for PS4, that would have been pretty decent. Uh, Bastion, which I won't necessarily play, but I will on the next episode recommend that everybody play it because it's great. Um, Wasteland Two, which I spoke about earlier, Dust and Elysian Tale, which is um, again a kind of like a, 
uh, side-scrolling platform. A furry Metroidvania. Metro, yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, and Hyperlight Drifter. Like, those are just... Those are some big games coming out next month. But I think I'm definitely going to keep working on Into the Breach. Hopefully, I will be skilled enough to have finished it by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, I've got to finish Owlboy. I've got to finish Iconoclasts. Um, yeah, just keep slogging away at those, those basically. How about you? What's, uh, what's on your... So yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, I'm going to try and finish that game. Obviously, I want to get into the, into the Breach as well. Um, a game called Flipping Death, which yes, is... Yes, I've got that. I want to, I want to give it a proper go. Um, I'm, it's an it's a adventure game where you kind of traverse the world of the dead and the world of the living and kind of play you, pranks on the world of the living yeah, because, you, as a ghost. You essentially... I've played the first little bit of it. You, you're this girl who died... Um, and because you died wearing a Halloween costume that has horns, <laughs> the Reaper assumes that you've come to replace him so he can go on a holiday. Right. So you sort of take over as the Grim Reaper and you can kind of like, there are all these ghosts around you in the land of the dead who want you to finish their unfinished business for them. Right. Which you do by possessing people in the living world. Yeah, cool. I haven't gone much further than that. Okay, I need cool. to like sit down well, and give it, it, a go. it was written by Ryan North, who yep. was one of my favorite comic book writers. Yep. And yours too. Yep. Um, uh, which is very, very cool. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Dinosaur Comics. Uh, he does a lot of Choose Your Own Adventure, Shakespeare yeah. uh, as well. Pretty cool shit. Actually, speaking of that, his app for his Choose Your Own... He does a Choose Your Own Adventure of Macbeth. Oh, it's an, it's an in, app? It's, it's, on, it's on iOS. It's really fun. Oh, cool. It's really cool. What's it called? Like just... Oh, to be on, to be on, not to be, maybe or something. I'll, I'll look it up and see if I can find it. Um, I just got a code for a game called uh, Ninja Clash of Carrots. <laughs> uh, so I, I assume They'll name games anything. I'll these assume days. that'll be real sick. Um, and uh, I actually just bought a PlayStation Vita in the last week, um, which uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'll call it to, called, be a, to be or not to be. To be or not to be. To look it up. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just bought a, a PlayStation Vita in the last week um, because I really wanted to play replay Symphony of the Night and I thought it would be the best to do that on a handheld device. I've never owned a Vita before. It's a really cool system. Cool. Um, and uh, because I've been a PlayStation Plus member for so long, um, every month they give away a whole bunch of free games and even though I didn't have a Vita, I just uh, claimed them all. And so I have like 150 Vita games. Damn. Uh, like a massive library um, and some really great indie titles on there like Guacamelee. Uh, Luft Rousers and Hatterful Boyfriend from uh, Devolver um, and a game that I've always wanted to play called La Molana which is a um, Metroidvania but like an Indiana Jones style adventure Metroidvania game nice so uh, gonna, you, you mentioning PlayStation Plus just then reminded me there is I think there's something coming to Games with Gold in September on Xbox that's like an indie game that's great. I'm just trying to find out what it is. Um, please talk amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> well, John, I actually have a video that I want to show you. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Prison Architect is coming to Games with Gold. Oh, there you make, go. Make of that what you will. <laughs> you can play it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so I want to end this episode, John, by first telling everybody to please come and follow us at twitter.com slash all the small game. Mm-hmm. Leave the S off. But then add it for our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash all the small games. games. You can always send us an email to all the small games at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We'd love to have some questions uh, for next month's episode or just tell us what you've been stoked playing yeah definitely yeah. especially if uh, you've uh, picked up stuff on our recommendation and enjoyed it or if, yeah. if we've fucked up if you hate it 
if you're a huge Prison Architect fan and you've got a real bone to pick with me, uh, yeah. bring it on in the emails. Um, again, you can follow me at LevDog. John is 16Tacos on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And uh, I've got, got a whole bunch of other podcasts. Hey fam, Serious Issues uh, and Old Raps are the main three mm-hmm. that you could listen to. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And John, uh, as a treat for our listeners, I'm yes. going to uh, play you a little, a, a new a new game that's coming to Switch uh, this month. Okay. Uh, it's a four ninety nine game. I just want you to watch it and uh, describe what's happening All right. to so our listeners. Switch logo. Um, so it's an old woman telling a knight to go find a wife and not to throw chicken while doing that. Um, it's a platformer where you play as a knight. It's looking kind of standardly platformy at the moment. Yep. Um, Nothing really special about this game at no. all. No. No, not really. Um, I'm not sure. Like, you throw knives. Was that Hulk Hogan as a zombie? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, ooh. Okay, okay. Now, shush for a moment, John. Just watch Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take, take it back for our listeners. Take, take it back. Take it back. For some reason, the character farts. Hell yeah. This game is called Siggy. Siggy. A Siggy. Siggy, a fart for Mes- Mel- Melusina. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Join Knight Siggy as he runs, jumps, and battles in a flatulent quest to save Mes- Melusina, the love of his life. <laughs> right. And this is coming to Switch? Yes. Um, yep, coming to Switch. Should we play it? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's not enough fighting in it to really catch my attention. That's what I mean. He's, he he seemed to only fight at the end the of the level. The tokenistic fight at the end of the, yeah. end of the level. Although, Hulk Hogan zombie, that could sell me on this. It, how many fights does Hulk Hogan zombie do? Ugh, not nearly. Well, so. both John and I are going to play Siggy, a fight for Mel- Melusina, and many other games, and we'll see you next month. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Adios. <laughs>